listening to Soul Knox Podcast, and I'm your host, Carl Hikara, and this is episode number 65. 65 big ones. Yeah, we're getting a little bit faster in terms of uh, the numbers, releasing, you know, two episodes a week this past month and a half or whatever, but uh, yeah, we're going and we're going, and um, so this episode is with my friend, one of my oldest um, friends, the dearest friends, uh, Miles Veer from the band Deity Undead. It'll be Mark his return to the podcast after about a year. Um, so you can go all the way back. I forget what episode it was, but it was very early on, within the first few months. Um, I did an episode with, with Miles Veer about his band Deity Undead, and we talked about black metal and all that kind of stuff as well. Like I said, we've been friends since uh, 2005, so we're almost looking at 20 years. It'll be 18 years this year, which is crazy. So, yeah. And uh, basically what we're doing this episode is he came on to uh, talk about, uh, we're doing our top 20 Black Metal albums of all time. And um, we're primarily focusing on the top 10 but we did both write out the full top 20. So we go over 20 through 21, 20 through 11 um, a little bit more quickly. And then we go deeper into 10 through 1. So, but just because, like, I, it was literally impossible for me to. There's albums I needed to mention that I just could not fit, you know, into a top 10 necessarily. So we had to have the top 20. Um, this, this list is pretty definitive for me. I've been mulling over it. I mean, the the idea for this episode, I remember originally coming up with probably like at the end of last year. Uh, it's probably December, January, um, when I first maybe yeah, it was sometime in the winter when I uh, first came up with the idea for this episode. It just took us a while to finally get to it. Um, so I've been mulling over my picks for a while, um, but the top ten, I have to be honest, was pretty much set since uh since i created the list and then i had to think about what would be the rest of it um but yeah i think this is pretty definitive obviously there's bands that i love that are not on the list but i kind of had to think about okay what are the defining albums for me for black metal that i go back to over and over again that represent what i want from black metal above all and uh yeah so that's Essentially, kind of where this list comes from. This list would be the kind of uh, the kind of nexus point for okay. This is what I am coming from when it comes to black metal, um, and uh, there's certain parts of black metal that I tried to represent all the different sides that I love the most, um, you know. And then uh, certain types of subgenres of black metal we're gonna have. Um, Definitely going to do some other top lists. So um, we're going to do an episode of Sage about bestial black metal. Um, our top, you know, probably 10, 15 from that genre. Which, of course, you'll see that genre represented in this episode. But <clears throat> there's more to that genre than just what I could fit into here. Because I was trying to do a a list that has everything on this episode. So, yeah. Um... And of course, certain parts of it could change, um, but I, I feel pretty confident, pretty much confident about my list, like that I don't see this list changing, uh, really, you know, maybe the exact number of where 
the the albums are can go up and down depending on your mood but the overall uh, selection is 100% like probably my 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 favorite black metal albums of all time the ones I go back to all the time uh, with just a few exceptions of albums that uh, yeah just barely made the cut uh, which I do mention as well so yeah, so that's what's going on this week. I know that some people have been excited about uh, hearing my picks on this type of stuff. People generally tend to like these type of list episodes. I don't do them too often, but uh, there are some of the uh, the most listened to ones in my uh, in my uh, back catalog, so to say, are some of these list ones. So hopefully everybody enjoys, uh, you know, the lists, the lists. So um, yeah, so what's going on this week? Uh, so now let's get into the plugs, and then we'll get into the, uh, the episode, shall we? Um, alright, so, I'm part of a, uh, gang of podcasters called the Horsemen of the Podcast Apocalypse, and that is Brandon Legion with Horrorwolf666 every other Monday. Then we have, uh, Necro, uh, Into the Necrosphere with Jackie Schmidt on Tuesdays. Wednesday, you have Everything Went Black with Mike Hill. Uh, Mike Hill and I, of course, have a collaboration podcast going between Soul Knox and Everything Went Black called Darkness Weaves, all about the work of Carl Edward Wagner. And uh, next weekend should be the uh, the darkness the this episode of Darkness Weaves for September. We have one more. It's going to be closing out. Um, I mean, one more from the uh, the book in the Lonely Place that we're covering right now. And that'll be out next month on uh, Everything Went Black. He gets to close it out. And um, yeah, then we're going to move on to other work by Carl Edward Wagner. Uh, Thursdays, you have Necromaniacs with Mike Hill, Mike Scandato, and Jeff Kashid. And uh, Fridays, you have the artist formerly known as Break the Apocalypse, now known as Spitball Media. Uh, and then uh, at intermediate times, you have Iblis Manifestations with Cheyenne of Trivax. So that's your whole um, your whole list of people you got to go follow. If you don't follow, then, uh, yeah, we're going to find where you live. Um, and then, uh, yeah, follow everybody, listen to everybody, give everybody reviews and all that kind of stuff on uh, your social media, or not social media, your, your podcast platform of choice. Um, you can follow me under my name, or you can find me at Denver Underground Radio. Which is, of course, the online radio station that I run my friend Ken. Uh, we do shows every Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, Tuesdays is uh, my show Darklands, which is black metal, death metal, dark ambient, stuff like that. Thursday's show is uh, the episode's room, which is dark wave, goth, post-punk, that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, those both those shows start at 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can tune in live at www.denverundergroundradio. And you can follow us at Denver Underground Radio on Instagram. And that's where you can kind of have the landing page for both the podcast and the um, the radio station. Um, and we post all of our set lists there. And you can find the Spotify playlist for all the episodes as well. For all the, the shows that we do. So find that all there. And you can follow me at uh, uh, patreon.com. Um, forward slash Solnox podcast two dollars a month and you'll get uh two to four bonus episodes a month um i finally was able to get the uh complete my hammer uh dracula collection so we're uh, on board on on track to get those 
get caught up on uh, my Dracula series. Uh, my friend Joe Salino is actually going to join me for, to talk about Horror of Dracula and Brides of Dracula. So that'll be out here. Oh, uh, should be by the end of the month. I think we're going to record it next Friday. So I'll try to get it out pretty much once we record it for everybody on Patreon. Then I have a, another episode I'll be recording here, in, here as well for the Patreon members. So yeah, check it out. Um, and what else? I think that's all of the plugs for the episode. Um, hopefully I didn't forget anything. Um, so yeah, so now we're going to get into the episode, our top 20 black metal albums of all time. And, uh, you know, I'm going to, uh, kick this off with, uh, Rites of Darkness by Bathory. Hope you guys enjoy. Hail Satan.
All right. Recording. <laughs> well, welcome back uh, to the podcast because it's been a little bit because the last time you were on was when we went over the history of Deity Undead and talked about her stuff like a while ago. I mean, that was close to the beginning of the podcast. It's been almost a year since, actually since the last podcast you did. Yeah, time really does go by fast. I'm glad to be back on the podcast with you. So yeah. it's good to talk with you again. Yeah, man, it's good to talk to you. I mean, because yeah, aside from messaging, we haven't talked too much in a while, so it's good to cool to hang out for a little bit. And- yeah, absolutely. It's that's um, also helpful to have a video chat, so it's sort of like we can see each other and hang out. You know. Yeah, exactly. The um, uh, yeah, it's crazy how fast time goes by. Like, I literally just uh, this week is going to be the uh, as we're recording this. This week will be the one year anniversary of the podcast. So. Literally, you're for me, it went by like this. Like, you know, it's just like, yeah. it's like, it's like, I remember I brought up this, this, the topic for the podcast tonight to you like a few months ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we just, right. All of a sudden, it was like, no, we got to do this. Like, okay, let's set a time and just do it. Yeah. You know? And then a year <laughs> passes. It's gone really fast for me, too. I can't believe it's already been a year. And it's a good time for me to jump back into it with you, basically, on its year's anniversary. How fortuitous. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, around around the year, obviously, like, cool. have you? I mean, we'll have to do more often, though. I mean, I'd like to have you on more often. To get, like, yeah, get, I'd like to be on more often too. That would like, be ideal. I remember we were talking about covering uh, some Lovecraft and stuff, so we should we should yeah. do that too next. Cool. I'm down for that. There's also like a lot of stuff I want to talk with you about in general that I think would be really cool podcast material. So let's just do it and like turn it into some shows. I think yeah. it would be awesome. Definitely. We definitely will do that. But uh, yeah, I guess for, you know, if anybody's listening, you can go back to the Deity Undead episode and check out your, your stuff. And, and um, but yeah. I actually have a new album coming out that so far the working title is called Abyssic. Um, it's really fast, loud, and just raw black metal. I'm working on it. I'm taking my time with it. So I'm going to be posting that on the Bandcamp page. And that's really going to be like, the deity undead that I'm excited about um, to put out it's for for myself to listen to, for you to listen to, for everybody to listen to. I think it's going to be like a kind of a good wake up comeback of the band putting out an album after ten years. You know, right? Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about that like off the podcast, but um, definitely sure. we'll have you on when that like when you get close to having that out, so you can promote it and we can play songs from it and stuff so cool so yeah you just have to let me know when you when you get close to getting that done i will thank yeah. you yeah it'd be cool to hear some new stuff i mean um yeah i've just been putting out the uh, old verkolkas demos finally after 10 years you know <laughs> yeah it's the time i guess I feel it too well but it kind of works out because like yeah my friend my friend uh matt prezo he's in a band he's in he isn't he's in a band called sick and also spells of torment i think i sent you to spells of torment album but if i haven't i need to send you both of his stuff but he's the guy who did the art for the the demos he's doing all the art and uh yeah send me those again and i really like the art that he did for you i think it's really kind of like fitting with your music and it has like a synchronicity there when i look at the artwork and listen to the music it's a nice link up you know yeah and i, I think that that it's funny how things do happen when they're supposed to, you know, like in life, like um, sometimes, sometimes it feels like that where it's like, 
uh, it's kind of the perfect time for me to release all these these old demos and and I have an, you know my friend who's like helping with the art like who I you know only met pretty recently you know so it's like it kind of worked out at the right time to release so you know yeah that's, I love when things like that work out too I feel like there's a right time for things sometimes it's even if it's just like a period of you know thinking about it in your brain and then just it happens when the right time to make it you know produce a, some songs or whatever anything in general like it just kind of happens sometimes yeah yeah i feel like well i mean yeah it's kind of digress before we get in the episode but i was like thinking like for both of us we kind of had like a, a period of life where it was hard to work on music and all this stuff and now that's kind of changing so we're both also getting some new stuff out soon as well so yeah absolutely definitely a lot of growth for sure for both of us i i agree yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah the uh the concept of the podcast for people you know obviously is going to be uh our top well technically our top 20 black metal albums is going to be doing 20 through 11 kind of just like not as in depth and then we're going to get more in depth with 10 to 1 and um the uh yeah i mean for me like going into this like it's kind of like there are certain ones that are very clear for me or like okay these are the ones that i for sure want on my list and then there's some other ones where i had to like think about it a little bit like you know, you're weighing the options of like, should I put this one or this one? You know what I mean? Like, but generally I kind of went with my first initial gut for a lot of the stuff, I think. Yeah. And that's what I did too. When I first threw together uh, the list, it's like, man, there's just, there's so much good music. What would be my top 20? And I took like a solid week to think about it. Right. Like I didn't just throw it together today. Like I just kind of, I kind of was like, I why i even postponed it is i was i wanted like some time to adequately fucking think about it and just be like what would what would that actually look like what is what does that mean to me right because it's a cool show idea uh and it's a cool question in general to be like okay top 20 when there's just so much good black metal out there right yeah i kind of had to think about like what's the quintessential stuff like what's the stuff that really defines black metal for me that um that i that i kind of in a lot of ways lays out kind of the blueprint and for like what i like about black metal what i am drawn to with black metal you know like that's exactly what i thought about too when i put together my list it's yeah i mean it's a little it's easier when you break it down like i did an episode a little bit ago of my kill from tombs and we did um black metal just between 2000 to 2010 you know like and picking that top 10 was still pretty difficult because there's so much great stuff that came out in that pocket, but it was a little bit easier totally. because, you know, you're like when you're doing the top, like, you know, 20 of all of, of from all era of black metal, it's a little bit harder because now you're like, okay, now I'm, I got old school stuff. I got the nineties stuff. I got the newer stuff. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's all just, it's all great. And I think, yeah, for, for purposes of putting together a top 20, it was absolutely like the quintessential, like what really has it all for me? Like what really, you know, speaks to those points that I love most about extreme metal, you know, and black metal form. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of have, um, I guess primarily older stuff like, uh, 
but I do have some newer albums on there as well. A couple, you have know, a few newer things, but kind of like a lot of it's like, what are the go-to ones, and like, what are the ones that I've been listening to for, you know, years? You know what I mean? Absolutely. And then, but then I have some newer stuff that kind of hits that point as well for myself. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. I really like your Beharit hoodie, by the way. It's great. Oh, yeah, thanks, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the Oath of Black Blood. Yeah, it's awesome. Got out of Nucor now. Like, I think um, their hoodies are like the best hoodies, like that I that you can buy. Like, Absolutely. I think pretty much anything Nucor now does is like the top top echelons of quality. But like, like this hoodie, like it's got the heavy duty zipper. You know what I mean? Like it fits perfect. Yeah, it's not it's not cheap shit that's gonna wear out, you know. Yeah, like that's that's I got an Emperor hoodie a bit ago and I was really disappointed when I got it because it was like got had this cheap like plastic zipper and it was just oh, like no way. Yeah, man, it was like crappy. I was like it was a Wrath of Tyrant one. I was just like well, this sucks. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> but yeah. It really like, does suck. I hate when that shit happens. Actually it just got a misfits hoodie in the mail today i was listening to them a few weeks back like and i went into a misfits hole where i was like just listening to early misfits uh like on repeat for for like a few days i kind of had a little little obsession going on and then from that i went to like some death metal and blended into some black metal and it's a pretty interesting inspirational week last week yeah <laughs> yeah i've always felt that misfits and sam main are like and Danzig as a whole is probably pretty influential on black metal, you know, definitely. I agree with you, definitely. Um, and not to deviate from like our topic, but I noticed like if you listen to some of those early Misfits demos, a lot of like even somehow sometimes the guitar tone itself sounds like Vlad Tepes to me. It's just, you know, on certain songs in specific, like um, was it Horror Hotel? I think it is, but it's just like some of the riffs on that song to me just really kind of bring Vlad Tepes War Funeral March to mind. Just some of how it's recorded and how it sounds. Yeah, I could hear that. Yeah, it's got that raw production and particularly for me, uh, Earth AD. You know, I Earth love AD Earth AD. Wood, yeah, like that one. Like that feels like prototypical, almost like a prototype for a lot of the speed and black metal, you know. There's just such a cool band. I really like Sam Hain as well. Um, I liked Danzig's Black Aria too. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I think I think all all uh, all Danzig is great. <laughs> mm -hmm. The um, yeah. So I, I'll, uh, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first for the twenty to eleven? I can go first. Yes. Go go ahead. Go first. Go first, and um, and I will open my list here as well because yeah, I've been really looking forward to having this conversation so i'm excited to see or to hear what yours are yeah so take the take the lead on that for sure cool so yeah here's my 20 through 11 and i'll you know say a few things about each one but i am 20 i got beharit and drawing down the moon so obviously like beharit i have the hoodie you know what i mean like beharit's one of my favorite bands of all time you know i love oh the black button drawing down the moon you know um absolutely in 19, I got Blasphemy, Fallen Angel of Doom. Good choice. Yeah, I think that's a masterpiece, you know? That's definitely their best one, because, I mean, Gods of War is good, too, but Fallen Angel of Doom is, like, the, the masterpiece. I 100% agree. Um, it's great. Then I got 18, I got Marduk, which is ROM 512. 
because I was trying to decide what's my favorite Marduk album, and um, mm-hmm. it's a really hard question because you know I like both Legion and Ariok eras, you know. But then I was thinking, uh, that's probably like one of my go-to Marduk albums. That's one I go to a lot, you know. Like it really stands above in a lot of ways for me. Like kind of per- perfection of like what I want from Marduk. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Yeah, it really is a standout album. But it's hard to pick because you also got Opus Nocturne and Heaven Shall Burn when we are gathered and Nightwing yeah. and you got Wormwood and Serpent Sermon and all these fucking amazing albums too. So it's real. But I yeah. also really like their Dance Macabre. Yeah. Uh, uh, Grand Dance Macabre. Yeah. That's a yeah. great album too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one for sure. And I like World Funeral as well. I mean, I basically like Me everything too. Marduk's done. <laughs> you know, I don't, there's not an album there... I don't like. They're a quintessential band. Like if somebody asked me what's a what's a black metal band, like if somebody just wanted to get into this music and they were like, you know, give me like five bands, I'd probably throw Marduk in there and say, go and get this like one of these albums and start and see like how you feel about it kind of thing. Yeah. I'm really looking for they have a new album coming out later this year called Memento Mori. So I'm looking forward to that. I think it's gonna be a kind of a sequel to Rom because uh Rom is also all about like death and you know the plague and all this kind of stuff yeah their music is really dark and like just destructive which i love like it's like a pot it's like it's hard to describe but i i love that kind of like ferocious power behind it yeah um 17 i got gorgoroth ad majorum satanus um again it was a little bit hard because i also really love insipid satan but um i feel like ad majorum though overall is probably uh a little bit stronger of an album, but it's hard for me to. Instead of Satan and Admajorum are like neck and neck for me for Gorgoroth, you know. I mean, un- obviously, I love Under the Sign of Hell and everything too, but there's something about the Gaul era that I think just gets me a bit more, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. my favorite era for Gorgoroth, even though it's almost like Iron Maiden, right? Like I love early Iron Maiden with uh, Paul Diano, but then Bruce Dickinson's great too. So, yeah. It's hard hard to pick. I would say though that the Gaul era is a little bit stronger. Absolutely. Um, then sixteen, I have Archgoat, um, the light devouring darkness, which is uh, you know obviously Archgoat. Uh, I think you showed me Archgoat back in back in the day, like in that's cool two thousand eight or whatever. But but um, two thousand nine. But yeah, we'll have Archgoat. Light devouring darkness is my favorite. It's got songs like Goat in the Moon and yeah, all that kind of stuff. It's a good. Uh, and then uh 15 i got suitor with desert northern hell because yeah suitor one of my favorite all-around just favorite black metal bands all time like the one i listen to all the fucking time so this album had to be on the list you know yeah they're amazing (laughs) and then uh 14 i got unscapped with dolden's evangelium because again uh, another album that i listen to like pretty pretty consistently um, and have since since I first heard it about back in the day. I remember it took me a little bit to get used to it when it first came out, and then once I did, I was kind of like, yeah, this is a sick album. It's got such a fucking dark atmosphere, you know? It's my favorite of their albums, and yeah, I agree with you. Um, it's definitely a favorite of mine with like more of that orthodox black metal spirit. Um, really good stuff. And then uh, 13, I got Swartzen with Destruction of Man. Um, which of course Swartzen are another one of my all-time favorite black metal bands. 
And uh, to me, like a lot of their stuff is like pretty perfect, perfect, you know, like and destruction of man, I think it's the best overall. I mean, they, every album they do is great. Like they don't have a bad album, but I guess that's like to me, the quintessential Sarsen album, you know, Svartzen's amazing, and um, they made a huge impression on me. I, the first Svartzen I ever heard was that split with Arcanum, and like from there, I really liked them. Yeah, that split is really good. Like both both of their sides are fucking incredible. Like the Arcanum yeah. side on that is great. Definitely, I can't believe Arcanum is not on my list. It's like I I spaced on it or something. But <laughs> go ahead, go go on. <laughs> I was, I'm surprised by that. You're like you're like the biggest Arcanum fan I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Arcanum so much, and I totally spaced. Go <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess you could always do last minute adjustment. <laughs> I could, yeah. That's that's what I'll get my fucking tools out. Let's see. No, um, go ahead. <laughs> and then twelve, I got Mara with the Ebony Tower, which is probably the newest album on my list because it came out in twenty eighteen. I haven't heard that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, well, Mara is one of the uh, you know uh, Nidrosian black metal bands. You know, I'm sure you know Mara. Like, I'm sure you've heard uh, or Mare. You know. Sure oh yeah no i ha- i have heard that then okay yeah mayor yes. or yeah uh yeah and uh out of all the nidrosian stuff you got celestial bloodshed you know you got chaos ritual um you know dark sonority a bunch of great stuff but i think the mar mar the mayor album the ebony tower is probably the pinnacle of the nidrosian black metal in a lot of ways like just the whole the whole vibe and feeling of it is is like amazing you know um, and then number 11 is Behexen with Nightside Emanations, which... Oh, yeah, that is a perfect album. Yeah, which is, you know, Behexen to me is like one of the most perfect black metal albums to exist, you know, so like, and black metal bands like, you know, My Soul for His Glory, Nightside Emanations, Poisonous Path are three of the best black metal albums that's ever been made, you know? Definitely. So yeah, so that was my 20 through 11, so... That's, your that's a really solid list, Carl. I gotta <laughs> say, that's it's a really good list you got going there. Fuck, I can't believe I forgot Arcane. <laughs> <laughs> and I love like his new stuff too. I mean, it's just all that, all that. St- I don't, I don't think I've really ever heard a bad Arcanum album. They're all just so different. They're all like a different spell book you crack open or something. Like there's, they're all different, you know, and they're all really good in their own way. Um, some I yeah. like more than others, but yeah, your yeah, list mean, is really solid for sure. Yeah. Arcanum is like definitely like one of the best black metal bands. It's one that I probably should have put on my list to you, but, but it's okay. You know, like I'll I take guess I'll, the I'll, wheel I'll, on that one. I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah. Like, because I was thinking about it, Yeah. Like they're one of those, one of those like perfect, like song, like, you know, perfect songwriting, perfect black metal bands, you know? I'm just like seeing what I could take out because like everything I have is so good. But um, all right. So, okay. So just for the listeners, Arcanum deserves to be on a top 20. But since there are so many good stuff, I'm just going to keep my list. Well, we I can have it. We can do it as a special mention from both of us. Arcanum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 20, top 21 black metal <laughs> records. Fucking Arcanum. Every, any album. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I think, I think if I was going to go with one, it might be uh Fran Martyr or um, Compen, but, or no, Kostoger. I really love, but uh, Anti-Cosmos was really good too. It's just like, okay, so I'll just cut it there and say like pretty much any Arcanum I'm fine with. Yeah. Um, 
probably would say the Rulin. the third the one that's all Thurs runes. Yeah, I love that album. Uh, yeah. I think it's like Thurs, like it's like a it's a Thursian spell. Like he just repeats the Thurs rune eleven times or something. Yeah, I think it's eleven because it's supposed to represent like the uh, the anti cosmic like eleven and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's really an interesting philosophy. Have you ever had a chance to read any of his? like pan paradox or reading like the thursa kingy books or any of that kind of stuff you ever read uh Bach? oh i haven't I read know. that one i bet it's cool yeah his stuff is cool i mean i i kind of fundamentally disagree with him on the idea that odin is some type of like evil demiurge but uh you know i agree i <laughs> I, I, I also disagree with that i think it's definitely but i yeah but it, he has a lot of really good information in his books at the same time yeah yeah they're pretty cool I had a copy of Pan Paradox once and I read it cover to cover and like was really cool. Some of it I disagreed with too because it was kind of weird for me, but I sold it like years ago, but it it was like a really fucking cool book. I had gotten like a like a second pressing of it or something and uh I really liked the the cover of the Pan Paradox, but that yeah. was um that's like the last thing I'll say about Arcanum is like just the guy as an individual put out also really interesting books um but you know kind of goes with his music too which i think is cool yeah pan paradox kind of represents that first era of his of his stuff because i mean trulin fran martyr costoger and compen are all have this more like pan witchcraft you know in the woods type of feeling like they're a bit more like uh black arts feeling than yeah and that's more that's what i like about those early albums and that i think probably one of my all-time favorite arcanum songs is baphomet from that uh split that was really really great yeah that that split i could recommend anybody listen to that shit it's the best so i guess so yes so go ahead and go through your 20 through 11 let's go through 20 through 11 so just for the record i pretty much love all these albums equally um but you know it's my ADHD brain is hard to always put things in order sometimes. So I'm going to go with number 20 uh, is going to be Emperor's Wrath of the Tyrant. This album always meant a lot to me. I just love the the dark, sinister vibes you get from this. It's pretty much unlike anything that I had ever heard. Um, and like number 19 for me is Horna's newer album. I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation, but... Quoleman Kirio. Uh, I think it's really good. The reason I put that on my list as opposed to like their older stuff is because for me, this album represents like the opus from Horna. Like I think it's like a, it's like all their, it's just like a really focused, solid album. It just feels like, you know, a really solid production. And I think it's got everything Horna. So there's like nothing lacking from this album. Yeah, I think um, that one and Hengen Tulet are the, my favorite ones from them. Yeah, those are my two favorite too. Hengen Tulet. Um, I can't remember the name of it because it's it's you know a classic horner like finishes hard language for me to wrap my head around like French. And so I really love the Horna album where it has like the devil's eye and like a church being shattered on the cover. Yeah, that's the one after like, Hengen Tulet. I forget that name too. That one's amazing. Yeah, of that. Album that's too. a fucking great. It's probably one of my favorite black metal album covers of all time yeah is like that album um number 18 for me is varathron his majesty at the swamp i love it for its yeah i love it for its mystical kind of mental ride it takes you on um i forgot to 
Yeah, it's so hard because I did forget to put a Greek black girl on this on my list, and I should have. But if I was going yeah. to put one, it would probably be that one. Yeah, I know how much you love that album too. I mean, yeah, it's see, it is definitely hard, and it's this is what makes this podcast so much fun is that you know, like we're we love this music so much, and like just kind of putting together a list is really fun and challenging. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so His Majesty at the Swamp definitely classic, and um, yeah, it's one of the best. Greek it is. It definitely is one of the best Greek albums. And I think uh, you showed me um, Thou Art Lord, which is like, to me, like Thou Art Lord and Verathrone are like two of the best Greek bands. Them and like Rotting Christ in the mix, too. Yeah. The, so. Verathrone, uh, Thou Art Lord, particularly that first Thou Art Lord album, uh, which I feel like the, the thing that's great about that Thou Art Lord album is it has such a Lil Lilith type of energy to it. Like, Yeah, it definitely does yeah it's really cool a lot of bands like uh, there's only a few bands that have that that i've heard and when they have it they really have it and i, I agree with you for yeah sure. it's like them and like lord belial and like i was just thinking lord, lord belial no shit yeah you read my mind i was like <laughs> yes lord belial they're also not on the list but i love them yeah they're so, great number 17 for me this is a very important one actually the conqueror black witchery split just yeah. amazing it sounds like a fisted like a fistful of spikes in your face and that's why i love it um, i think i think that probably was like the uh introduction a lot of us had to both bands back in that yeah that period of time yeah yeah i know it was mine for sure and like when i first heard that i was just fucking like, i can't even describe it i was like what is this this is just so like it's it feels like a sword or like a fisted gauntlet just punching you in the face like it's just so good yeah it's right? incredible I love it because it, it's like it encapsulates the destructive like, you know, black metal for me has always been a music that just turns the table completely over on any kind of social paradigm. And like that album is just like, boom, it's just a, it's like it's like shooting a gun or something. It's just awesome. Yeah, it's fucking but sick. <laughs> it is sick. Yeah, it's like really sick and dark. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Number 16 for me is Archgoat, Whore of Bethlehem. I think 16 was arch goat for you too that's pretty cool yeah that's um, true yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly 666 yeah um <laughs> that's why i like arch goat because 666 yeah um <laughs> their music's all about the goat sir <laughs> <laughs> that's right um number 15 just like the black witchery conquer the band war i love that um so war total war very direct very destructive black metal war album very good yeah <laughs> um 14 this was kind of tough uh, mutilation i picked remains of a ruined dead cursed soul but i was really also thinking of vampires uh, i love both equally but um yeah yeah i i chose remains because it feels like uh, a ghost carrying around chains and it's just like a horrifying album it's really good well and uh yeah, it's good you picked them. They were uh, vampires was originally on my list, but it got knocked off by something else like that I thought of. But uh, yeah, vampires of Black Imperial Blood. I mean, and remains. It's very hard to pick between the two, but they're both like masterpieces. And you know, like, but I could see like in your music, I've always felt like Remains was a bigger influence on you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, in, in you're right. Music. No, you're right because it it really was honestly like remains had that dissonant guitar sound. I mean, they both do, but like remains was special in that regard. It, like the spirit of it was very rotting, yeah, and uh, very cool. Um, again with France, number thirteen, I've got the Vlad Tepes, 
Belkatra split march to the black holocaust yeah that's an amazing um, one <laughs> that's an incredible really incredible release yeah it is it's literally like for me it's one of the it's one of the most quintessential like just evil black metal releases you could get your hands on particularly belcatre um, which is like yeah i've always loved belcatre like it's just so fucking noisy and evil yeah it's really evil i mean shoot there's a few bands that I can't even pronounce. You know what? You probably know which ones like in the LLN that are just pure like noise. Like you don't even know what's going on, but it sounds like some, it sounds like the world is ending basically. Yeah, like the Brenner Kerber Ritzy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that one, the Zarf Betray. I don't even know how to pronounce it, but like all that just sounds like, oh, well, I guess the world has ended now. And <laughs> it just it just sounds like it's it just sounds like a black hole just devouring the fucking planet or something. It's insane. Yeah. And then the other great thing about the the Black Legions, too, of course, is the dark crypt. Like you really feel like you're in some like old chateau, like that's ruined and decaying, like in France. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Haunting absolutely. the cemeteries and stuff like that's Yeah, that's great. Like that's what's cool, like with mutilation, too. For sure, it's definitely like that spirit. Yeah, I love it. It's like those old Euro horror movies. Like, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that's so hard because again, that's mutilation, or at least a Black Legion's like is a one that really should be on my list. But yeah, it's so it's good you picked it. <laughs> you have to sip wine while listening to the Black Legion's for the spirit of France. Yeah, I'm Kim kidding. Got but... some wine and heroin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's your little baggie and your glass of wine. <laughs> Two things that, well, I definitely don't do the heroin, but wine once in a while. But yeah, I think yeah, for the like spirit of the dance. Black Legions in France, just have them both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Number 12. This is a really special album for me. Uh, Covenant's album in Times Before the Light. Um, this album is amazing. It blew my mind when I first heard it because... It's like the epitome for me of like true symphonic black metal. Like it just blends perfectly and it's mystical and dreamy and like inspirational. I think it's just a perfect album. And yeah, yeah I really that's, hope to get a vinyl of it one day, but it's a really great album. Yeah, that's that's a, definitely their best album. And when it comes to that kind of more like keyboard heavy black metal, like that's one of my favorites. Like it kind of get in these moods too, where it's like, okay, I want to listen to some, I'm going to read like some Conan or, you know, some dark yeah. fantasy stuff and, and listen to some like synth, synthy black metal, you know, like that's definitely one of the go-tos for me as well, you know? Yeah, it's exactly that's, and that's what I mean. It's often hard to find words to describe these things, but like reading Conan or just getting lost in some kind of fantasy novel or whatever comics, you know, and music like that, or like Tolkien, you know, yeah. And like it draws on the ancient spirit, which I think is really just like one of the biggest parts of black metal, too. So it's just right there. It's like it's got everything. Yeah, it's got that ancient mystical, but dark feeling like I think I said the thing with, say, Covenant, as opposed, to, you know, you get some of the kind of bands that came out that real kind of lame, like Band of Covenant pulls it off because it's still got this dark essence to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very special. Um it's a very special album and um that's definitely something i'll never forget even though i forgot arcanum like i won't forget covenant <laughs> like it's really good um, yeah 
And number 11 is, is a great one, too, for me. It's a Graveland. I pretty much like any Graveland album, but I really like Carpathian Wolves a lot. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it was a good crossover from the early great, like in the glare of burning churches when he started getting more into like his now modern, just what I call like the pagan beat that Darkin does. Like it's just, he has like his own, he's always had his own kind of sound like with what he does. And, and uh, I feel like Carpathian Wolves was like right in the crossroads where you're going to like entering like really thousand swords was kind of the crossroads, but like you've got Carpathian Wolves and it's, it's almost like a blending the evil early church burning black metal with more of like the, you know, put on some armor and like kind of like how he looks now. Yeah. Um, I think, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Carpathian Wolves has always been my favorite dark, dark, um, Graveland as well. It's been like in the good burning churches, Celtic winter and, and Carpathian Wolves. But I think Carpathian Wolves has always been my favorite. It's got, again, it's got that kind of really cool, the thing I love about early Graveland is it has this feeling of like, um, like those three albums have this feeling of um, like being, um, I don't know, it makes me think of like Dracula and makes me think of like, you know, being in some Eastern European dark forest. Yet, you know what I mean? Like vampires and werewolves around and stuff like. Yes, I know what you mean. Um, hold on one second. Can we pause this for just a second? Yep. All right, we can start recording. All right, so okay. we're back now, and um, yeah, yeah, cool. So now we're getting to so the top ten. We'll do back and forth. So I'll do my ten. You'll do your ten. You know what I mean? Like absolutely. And, and these ones we can talk a bit more about, and uh, and uh, yeah, some of them we might have the same, but we'll just figure it out as we go. Uh, and I so think, think um, we were at Gravelands Carpathian Wolves, which was eleven for me. Yep. So now we'll do our. Yeah top 10 ah so. uh, yes the time for the 10 right so yeah so yeah my my top 10 is going to be samael with worship him holy shit so obviously uh uh samael big band for me like i mean obviously samael is obviously a uh <laughs> a um uh very important band in, in terms of black metal even i mean obviously like like when you look back at the old um lot of old interviews and stuff from during 90s like there's almost everybody was like into samuel you know, like worship him was like a huge influence on the norwegian black metal scene you know like, like yeah everybody samuel talks about was it amazing yeah. like that's another another band i forgot about i i like samuel was so influential to me the music um just when i was a teenager and i still love it so much it's great yeah i remember buying um and uh, yeah, I was what seventeen or eighteen. I bought the double disc, like the Century Media disc that had Worship Him and Blood Ritual. Yeah, I got that one too. It's the same one. It's a, I, it's, it was an amazing release too. It was really great to have them both together. Yeah, and I think it has some bonus tracks and stuff too. But like that was my introduction to Samael was those two albums, and I do love Blood Ritual, and still do to this day. But Worship Him was always one that really like stood out to me you know what i mean like and that i listen to you like all the time i mean i listen i've listened to worship him i don't even know how many times over the past you know whatever almost 20 years like i've listened to this album countless times and i don't get tired of it like i can listen i can listen to it over and over again you know yeah me too it's like perfect like dark atmosphere it's got that dark diablo like dungeon feeling you know what i mean like it's oh yeah of, most definitely <laughs> it's got the kind of slower vibe but 
Yeah, but just thinking about the way the production is and the way the guitars sound, and everything that just really gives me that feeling of like you're in some like catacomb somewhere, you know. It really, yeah, it really does have that sound, and it's a great game too. Diablo is like unparalleled. Yeah, I actually just loaded up uh, my Diablo one CD and a uh, old a laptop I have and was playing it the other night. <laughs> Lucky, that's so cool. They just put out the fourth one too, which I've yet to even see, but. Those first two Diablos are just fucking amazing. Like, you can't replicate the magic in those. No. I do know that they just did a reissue of Diablo 2, which I think has, like, a a remaster of it. And I think it might have, like, the original graphics as well, but I'm not sure about that. But, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I say lucky because I actually currently don't have a Microsoft computer at home that works. Like, I have, like, an Apple laptop, and you just can't play um, those games on this kind of computer. I could probably do, like some kind of emulator like to do it but i think one of these days i just have to get like a microsoft computer to do yeah. it yeah i have to get a new uh pc as well but yeah luckily i have this old kind of crappy one that still runs diablo at least so no that's cool man enjoy right. it that's awesome but yeah like worship him is one of those albums that i would put on you know it's one of those albums you could put on while you're playing diablo and it fits perfect and it just has that that dungeon atmosphere that I, I love. So, I mean, it had to be up there. Like, I mean, this one, like I said, it's one of the ones that is really instrumental. It's one of the first black Mountain albums I ever bought. Actually, it's an among the first and it's like remains to this day. One of my favorites. So good choice. Yeah. So you're number it's a, 10. It's a cool backstory on that. My number 10 yeah. is actually similar to yours, uh, especially like it being one of the first for you. Like mine is behemoths album. From Pagan Vastlands. Um, the song from the Pagan Vastlands was one of the first black metal songs I ever heard in my life. And I was pretty much instantly hooked from that point. Um, and then I heard the album and I was just it sounds like a it sounds like a ghost howling on the like the vocals, just like the early behemoth, just sounds so like raw and it sounds like a shrieking ghost and like it's just got qualities in it that i haven't really found in most other stuff it's like very unique um it's almost like gravelandy in, in its own way and so that early behemoth stuff has got a pretty special place in my heart um so number 10 for me is that album yeah well behemoth the old behemoth like that was actually how i got into behemoth was um they had like a compilation that had um the first two albums had Sven Fifth Storming the Baltic and it had uh Transylvanian um Forest or whatever albums the demo the EP's called and it had um Grom on his two C D set. And uh that was like oh, that's my cool. that was my introduction to Behemoth actually and um yeah. I mean back like when we first met, you know, in early two thousands, like all that early Behemoth stuff like those ones and from the Pagan Vastlands was really really influential on me I, you know i mean like they're very important like you used to listen to go walk around walking around in the forest and listening to those albums all the time you know definitely it's definitely good forest wandering black metal yeah it actually took me a little while to the thing with the later behemoth like it took me a little bit to warm up to just because it was so different but it's kind of, one of those things where i love later behemoth for what they do for what it is you know it's like you know, Demigod. Demigod was the first later Behemoth album I got. And it's one of those things where, yeah, it's different, but it's so good that, you know, you're like, I still like it. Yeah, I like it for, for what it's doing, you know? I, yeah, I completely agree. Very different is fucking powerful. Like, super. 
you know, it got different with Zoskia Cultus or Thelema 6, I think. Was that not the record? Thelema 6 or something or Satanica? I can't remember now, but like when he started going like really into that cult, like it was just like powerful, brutal, you know, punch you in the face kind of metal from d- definitely a big departure from the early black metal stuff they were doing. Yeah, I think it was Satanica, which Satanica, yeah, which is like currently like, uh, yeah, it's not streaming anywhere, but that that album is sick and yeah that was when they changed and i feel like the peak of that era later era of behemoth was probably like demigod apostasy evangelion and the satanist like those albums are all just fucking amazing they're amazing musicians and like their spirit is legit like it's real they're a great band yeah i'm not a big fan of their their last couple albums but i feel like they kind of peaked with the satanist but that, you know they had a really good run I haven't listened to their newer stuff past the Satanist, so I'll, I'll have to take a peek. But yeah, I mean, it's sounds about right, though. I mean, it's <laughs> like I can imagine it being really hard to even try to top the Satanist musically. Yeah, yeah. So, and Satanist even had some elements that brought back the pagan basslands early era. So to, totally, was it was a, yeah, it was I, it was a great album for sure. The um, yeah, like um. I was to say, but yeah, those early, oh, those early ones were fucking great, and I, I really think that um, Grom in particular is very uh, underrated. Yeah, it is underrated. It's a really, it's a really powerful release too. Um, the the um, can remember it now, but the Forest one that they put out. Did your CD come with like the Necronomicon symbol, like as the CD? Cause like my release came like the, the CD itself had like the Necronomicon star on it. Oh really? Like, as, like the CD was pretty fucking cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that one is a great demo or EP. I mean, yeah. Um, pretty perfect black metal. What is that? I was like, you're just like upside on cross. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So my number nine is going to be blue. i snored with the mystical beast of rebellion. Cool. So like, Budas Nord is another, I think they found them probably about 2005 or so. My introduction to them was uh, uh, The Workers Transforms God, which is, it's really hard to pick between this album and Workers Transforms God, which one is my favorite. But I kind of go with Mystical Beasts of Rebellion in a lot of ways because it's more pure black metal. And um, it does the thing where it's like black metal blasting, like really cool, like, um, it's kind of really cool dissonant but like eerie riffs and then it has like the dark ambient elements in between every song and uh that whole kind of combination of like minimalistic evil black metal with like dark ambient is something that uh i can't get enough of like i love i love anything like that if it's aosoth or budos nord or any band that kind of uses those those elements you know and for me mystical beast of rebellion it's pretty much a perfect black metal album you know like because it's it's not gotten so far like work of transforms god starts getting a lot more towards the weirder element but still a perf- great album but this album is like more like purely black metal you know what i mean it is yeah it's one of my favorite from blue dust nord too and some of his more weird stuff too or their more weird stuff like i really liked odinist um but i really liked um you know hallucinogen was really cool i find that album to be very kind of relaxing and like meditative but definitely very different from the one you're mentioning on your list. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with Budas Nord is that they have, he has kind of like, 
it's kind of a weird interesting like dynamic day does because he's has like his like you know he has like the memory vestuda like series which is like pagan cosmic heathen type of feeling and then you got uh is is like what i call the abyssic kind of more occult stuff and then yeah it's kind of like off on its own tangent but his last Definitely album was really good. on its own did you listen to disharmonium the last one i haven't no i haven't listened to that you gotta give that a listen it even has a song has a song about uh because mason you know from uh from the dreams of the witch house so it's, it's all oh no way that's together. cool <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, I definitely got to listen to that. There needs to be more stuff that's like inspired by Lovecraft. I, I just even whenever I go back and like reread Lovecraft or read Howard, I'm just like the stuff is so fresh for this day, too. It's just like it never really fucking ages, just gets more relevant, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's funny because I always felt that Blue Dallas Nord is probably very Lovecraft influenced, but this last album they did is 100% based on Lovecraft and this new album that's coming out this year is also based off of Lovecraft. So he's doing like cool. a trilogy that's all Lovecraftian. So, well, good. Yeah. I definitely want to listen to that. That I think that music would really inspire me. Yeah. You got to give it, give it a listen. I will. All right. So what's your number nine? Speaking of dungeon stuff, like when you were talking about Samael and Diablo and stuff, my number nine is Gehenna's album. The first spell. Yeah, it's a great one. Like, yeah, and you were talking like that mystical, dark black metal feeling. Like that album delivers that for me for sure. Um, all the songs on it too. It's like a whole piece of music, and uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be on my top ten list forever. Right. Yeah, I know. Like, it's one that you like go back to a lot, listen to you all the time. I do. Yeah, there's just something about it. You know, something about it that really kind of draws me in, and um. You know, it's, it just feels like you're staring at a castle on a hill in like a cold, gray, rainy day. And it's just something very special about it. I think you might have been the person who showed me Gehenna back in the day as well. I Maybe. Think you, I think you might have sent me just the first spell like, you know, an AM. Like... I miss those days sometimes. Yeah. But those were great. Pretty sure that it was that yeah I think that you sent it to me because because you've been listening to this album for a long time right so I have yeah it was probably one of the first albums I ever discovered and to be honest I forgot how I found it so it just kind of happened it's one of those things that just happened and um, I'm glad it did yeah because uh, yeah I thought it was just a great I like it better than any of their other albums like they're a great band for sure but their other stuff just didn't hit me like this one does yeah I think. The second spell is pretty good. Um, unfortunately, it that is. album is like stuck in some type of legal place where it can never, basically, will probably never be reissued. And then, uh, there's really, spells, yeah. <laughs> and the third spell is pretty good too. I didn't really like their weird death metal turn with Ab Miriam Black and all this stuff, but uh, yeah, their last yeah, album. I didn't really like that either. Yeah, their last album, Unravel, though, was a really great album. I don't know if you heard that one. but No, I, I didn't know. I'm glad they're still doing music. No, I haven't checked. I'm kind of under a rock with a lot of bands that I loved and because I'm just like listening to a lot of newer stuff that's just been coming my way. And like, you know, but I need to check that out because it's cool. I, I, Gehenna is a special band for sure. Yeah. I mean, Unravel album doesn't sound anything like the first spell, but it's like it's a it's 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 a good one at the same time. Like, I'll check it out. Yeah, I'm interested to hear. It's sort of like 
a lot of these really great Norwegian bands went off into like a very different direction. Like I can think of a few like Arcturus, for example, or like uh, Oliver, you know, just um, going off into like very different directions with things. Yeah, that was pretty common thing with Norwegian bands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder why it's it's cool. Like what they did is cool, you know. But just like it's just interesting. I guess the more you the more you like go through life and stuff, you kind of understand how that happens better. But it's just still it's just like radically departing. You know, it's like a departure from one planet to another. Sometimes. Yeah, some of the guys. <laughs> yeah, I feel like. Uh, yeah, I feel like with some of some of them, it just depends. Like like. Um, you kind of feel like with some of them that, that yeah maybe the you know black metal just wasn't for them you know yeah maybe <laughs> yeah maybe they got like possessed for an album and that was it yeah i definitely feel like there's bands that that happened to but um yeah. my number eight is going to be burzum with that song Engang Var. so and nice uh, this is uh for a long time, Havisalisa Taros was my favorite Burzum album, but um, over the years, this one's kind of taken that place because it's it's just so much darker. Like I love the dark ambient intro and outro. I love the dark dissonant feeling throughout the whole album. Like it just has this like pure darkness that uh, is kind of unmatched. You know, it's my favorite Burzum album. And uh, so yeah, I mean, obviously, Burzum classic. I know. Yeah, we'll talk more about it. But um, what's your number eight? Leviathan, 10th sublevel of suicide. Just fucking pure chaotic hole. It's, yeah. Uh, Leviathan, that album, never heard anything like it. One of the first early 2000s black metal bands I ever heard. And uh, yeah, it's incredible. It's really fucking all over the place emotionally and uh i yeah i mean i just think it's completely original to this day and like unique in every way and it's really evil and just icy frigid yeah 10 step level is definitely my favorite leviathan album as well it was the first one i heard i remember getting you know 2005 or whatever you know you get the magazines and stuff and you see the more abundant like ads for leviathan yeah. you see like the covers for 10 sub level and tentacles of horror and they're so fucking horrific looking and striking you know and picking up 10 levels 10 sub level suicide you're like uh yeah it's incredible i, I remember you know being like what i was say like 17 or 18 or whatever listening to it and being like actually like being kind of scared the first couple of times i listened to the album you know what i mean like it's a very <laughs> scary album yeah yeah it's yeah, it's rigid man it's really an incredible album and um i think everyone should listen to it i mean you know it's really it's really um like just on its own but it's like real like for me it's some of the most amazing you know black metal that ever came out of the united states for sure like as far as just having that spirit but also just being like completely like what did i just listen to you know it's like a, it's like you said you got scared the first couple times <laughs> yeah it's I mean, horrifying yeah yeah it's it's horrifying dark like very um dense and and uh dread inducing black metal yeah like um there's very little of anything like it. i love this album like it's definitely one of those albums that was into contending for being on my list but then 
you know, it would be in my extended list. It was in my top 10 for that era of black metal. Like, yeah, but it's one of those ones that with the, the range of stuff, like it ended up getting dropped off. But like, I feel like because I was also pretty young when I was listening to all this stuff, it was one of the first bands I got into for black metal. Like I had, you know, listened to like the classic stuff first and had that, but like Leviathan kind of happened the same time. Like, after I got into like mayhem and Burzum and all that stuff, I just went, remember, like, like you said, the magazine, I was reading through a pit magazine or one of those magazines and, you know, and found it and like went to the record store and got a copy or something or like ordered it through moribund. And uh, yeah, it never kind of went back after that. It was fucking crazy. Yeah. Very, very like, uh, I feel like Leviathan was one of those bands that had a big influence on our whole kind of generation of black metal you know, I agree. People who grew up, who came up at the time we did, you know, it's like definitely like when you look at a lot of black metal post Leviathan, you can hear a lot of his influence on on people. And again, for me, it's one of those ones where it's like you got the dark ambient elements like that that I love with black metal. You got the thing that I always appreciate about Leviathan, which is why he's higher to me than say Zaster or some of the other bands, was that um, kind of like with Krieg is similar, but both like Krieg and Leviathan like. Um, have a true connection to real black metal where, you know, you listen to Leviathan it's like, he's got like rock and like type of like, you know, even sometimes riffs that almost feel a little bit old school here and there, or, you know, that you can see that it's like real metal. It's not just like, kind of like, you know, I love Zaster, but it's, but Zaster is more like this kind of like almost ambient music, like spiraling into like, spheres yeah. of depression or something where leviathan still has got this like metal metal spirit you know what i mean absolutely yeah and he definitely that's what i mean too like just basically and being in touch with the spirit of black metal like having that like manifesting that in the music like you said the riffs you know um i agree because like zaster is amazing but like zaster is different like it feels like when i think about zaster and why malefic didn't make it on my list it's because i haven't really listened to zaster in years but i know that like with Zaster, it kind of feels like I imagine what dying and entry, like being a being really depressed and then dying. Like it just kind of sounds like in that liminal stage between life and death all the time, which is really cool about his music. But it's not something I listen to, you know, all the time. But like yeah. I listen to Leviathan more, you know. Yeah, I mean too. Like Zaster's band, I used to listen to a lot more back in the day, but over the years, I kind of just listen to less and less because it just i don't know and just like um just happened that way yeah probably kind of just kind of shifted like where it's like i generally want to listen to music that still got some fucking balls to it you know what i mean it's definitely got those it's got d's d's yeah. no it's got balls for sure leviathan's got <laughs> balls <laughs> it does just it does. like all the other shit like the um the fucking conqueror black witchery all that kind of like arch goat all that shit ballsy yeah. And speaking of balls, my number seven is... <laughs> yeah, what's your number seven? Funeral Mist of Salvation. Yes, that's definitely <laughs> balls. It's the devil's balls. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Salvation is, is definitely one of the best Black Widow albums of all time, you know, and it's fucking ripping, you know, like, it's it's so extreme sometimes where you're just like what the fuck <laughs> dude know? i was gonna i was gonna put funeral mist fucking one of his albums like devilry or like you know any of those like basically i was gonna put one on there but i didn't so go on i want to listen to what you have to say about it it's fucking incredible band 
Yeah, Devilry and Salvation are my favorite, as well as the new one, the one he, he came out with a couple years ago. Uh, um, oh man, my brain's brain's blanky. But anyways, the newest nice. album is is fucking amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, think about like when when this album came out again. It was probably a little around that same time, you know, their early two thousands. Like, um, came out in two thousand three. Um, so, you know, when we got, like, I pretty much, I think I heard Salvation a little bit later and say Leviathan. So it was, you know, what well, didn't get this album when it came out or nothing, but it was like, uh, really like, um, I don't know. It was one of those ones that was just like hit you like a fucking freight train. Once you actually bought the album, you like looked at the artwork, it was, you read yeah. the lyrics, you're just like very menacing, evil fucking stuff. And you Definitely. put it on and it's just like it's got all the samples and 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 yeah and it never lets up like it's it's you know the atmosphere of the album is like pretty much when i think of black metal it's one of those albums that that comes to my mind you know what i mean it literally is one of the most amazing black metal releases ever made um because like when i first listened to that band i i remember thinking to myself like how the fuck does he like how do they do this like how like how does this happen you know it just <laughs> it just it it blows my mind right it's just really incredible yeah like you 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 listen to that first like opening riff of 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 the first song in salvation and it's kind of like got that like tinny sound and all of a sudden it you're just like yeah. whoa yeah like it's, yeah, it's just like, like all right sit down and buckle up it's got the chainsaw guitar like uh guitars and yeah like um, and the atmosphere in the, this one and Devilry are just like they have this extra dark atmosphere that I love. Like particularly Devilry, like has like um, such a sinister, very satanic feeling. Like through both these albums, you know, like and and I know a lot of people like Marinthra, which I do like that album as well. Um, and the newest album is Dayform. Dayform is like the first one that he's done that rivals Salvation for me. Like. That's just like for me because like yeah, Marinthra I really like and uh Hecatomb I thought was good too, but um yeah, there's just something special for me about salvation that's always just spoken to me. Like it's been such a huge influence on me and on on his vocal style has always been a huge influence on on, on my vocals as well since it came out. Like, you know, like I remember writing music like, you know, years ago and, and trying to kind of like um I guess I guess I'm not really copying, but try to take some of that influence and purpose to kind of create my own sound, you know, my own vocal. And um, so it was like definitely That's found cool. Funeromus was a huge influence on me. That's awesome to share that. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I, I really like that. Um, and, you know, the only thing that I really found even kind of comparable to funeral mist as far as like just kind of chaoticness and was Dodheim's guards album monumental possession. Like some of the elements on that was yeah. just kind of like a little crazy, you know? Yeah. It's unhinged. <laughs> Very. Yeah. That's the word. That's the best word for it. Unhinged. Definitely. Yeah. Very I like unhinged black metal. <laughs> Yeah, I I kind of feel like that about Leviathan too. It's very unhinged, but not as unhinged as like Funeral Mist. Definitely not. It's pretty close, but yeah, he's not not yeah. quite as chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> What's your uh, number? Uh, I think we're on seven, right? Yeah, just instead of seven. So yeah, you'd be seven. Yeah. 
seven. All right, so um, Sargeist, the album Satanic Black Devotion. That album, it's like I hold up a black candle to that album. Um, it was a very, it was one of the first black metal albums I ever heard, and it's my favorite Sargeist album, even though there are better ones. Um, yeah, this album to me is just like black metal worship. Like it's basically just, you know, spiritual ritual feeling. It's like, it just feels like the, just feels like Satan, you know, it's like Satan worshiping kind of mystical. It's really cool. And um, it's got that kind of like depart from the world spirit that I love about black metal. And it's just really straightforward. Um, and yeah, I think it's a really great album. Yeah. I mean, Again, if we're talking about albums that had a big impact on our generation, I think uh, Sargeist, Satanic Black Devotion is definitely one of them. Like, that's yeah. one of those ones that uh, yeah, everyone listened to that like had a big uh, impact. And I feel like with with Satanic Black Devotion, it's like um, it's very much a tribute album to like to also to their influences. So it's like you feel like when you're listening to this, to the album, like you got your Signer Voland song that kind of sounds like Signor Voland you got your song that kind of sounds like Mutilation you got your songs that kind of sounds like Gorgoroth you know like and it's purposeful I don't think that they're, they they acknowledge that that's what they're doing you know what I mean it's not like they're just ripping off bands but they're like totally. kind of like kind of like doing these little tributes like having these riffs that kind of but while making their own sound at the same time you know and and that would have been the introduction for for a lot of us to a lot of that kind of French black metal sound and you know like I probably heard this album before I heard Mutilation, you know what I mean? But like Me too. I was just thinking that like I think, you know, I heard Signor Volan, which I love also. They're awesome, but I listened to Sargeist first and then think you introduced me to Signor Volan, which is cool. And uh, you know, you're talking about like vocal influences. The Sargeist was a big influence, like just for pretty much everything I was doing, and then mutilation too, but definitely like riff styles, um just kind of the spirit behind the voice too you know i really got inspired by that yeah there's like a particular type of i always feel like there's a particular type of black metal like um energy that that very much is encapsulated in in sargeist as a whole um i mean probably my favorite sargeist album is uh um feeding the crawling uh shadows but yeah that's that's the next level yeah but uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely understand putting this one on there. And I mean, obviously, I know you're also really influenced by Disciple of the Heinous Path as well. Yeah, that's another. So like Disciple and Satanic Black Devotion to me, especially Satanic Black Devotion, it's literally like a burning black candle in the middle of like a dark forest or something. It's just a really evil album. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I definitely feel like when, when we took your early D.A.D. stuff that when we first met, I always felt like it was had a connection to this kind of black metal very much. Thank you. Yeah, no, I was absolutely heavily inspired by Sargeist and Mutilation. I, even my early band photos, I did the whole uh, black cassock and like a white rope, like fucking shot rag. Yeah. <laughs> I was just really inspired by Sargeist so much so that I was like, wow, this is exactly what I like. I'm going for in my own way. It's pure black metal. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Definitely got that that dark spiritual feeling. Uh, let's see. My number six is going to be Demon Sea with Joined in Darkness. Oh, man. 
That's a great album. Holy shit. Yeah, like <laughs> we're talking like probably one of the most perfect another one is like perfect black but almost for me like the it's got that sinister minimalist feeling kind of like hate forest or things like that but it's like i don't know it's just something there's something a, so dark and sinister about joined in darkness that it just like i don't know like i remember um chris was, was the one who showed me demon c like yeah, Chris was really into Demon C and like I think he was the one that showed it to me too, or like you like got it and then showed it to me. Yeah. And uh from the moment that I heard it, I was like, Yeah, this is fucking my type of thing, you know? <laughs> I was just oh, like, it's be yeah, it's ballsy. Talking about ballsy, it's definitely a ballsy record. I'm like I just love the the sinister feeling, like and it I don't I guess like it's hard to describe but it's like kind of methodical sinister energy to it where it's just like uh we're just gonna pound you down into hell you know like it's got this yeah. death worship feeling to it like it just really perfectly encapsulates this kind of sinister darkness that that I think black metal should have you know oh it does I love black metal so much and like that's absolutely true about that album and no other form of music really does this and if you're like really feel it demon see that album is very special for that reason i like how you put that it's you're you're right yeah yeah the um the only downside to it is that, that it uses uh a drum machine instead of or instead of regular drums but that doesn't even like get in the way of it it's still an amazing album you know <laughs> no it is yeah i mean you know there's there's a few albums i really like that you could tell there's a drum machine and it does kind of draw away from like it draws kind of draws energy away from enjoying it but i feel like that album makes it work um i actually for some reason the band limbonic art popped in my head when you were talking about drum machines and i thought yeah like they're really cool in their own way and their drum machine kind of like blends with it like the joined in darkness drum machine kind of blends with it but i'm usually not the biggest fan of drum machines you know and i understand finding a drummer is fucking hard sometimes but yeah, if you're gonna do it, you have to make it work. Like, I feel like Demon C and Blue Dog Nord obviously has kind of like made his whole career like really utilizing the drum machine in a cool way. Or like, um, like you said, yeah, Limbonic Art or Hate Forest, for example, another band that pulls off the the drum machine really well. You know, like definitely, yeah. It just and depends. that gives me hope because like I'm using a drum machine now, right? So that kind of gives me hope. Like maybe I'll try to like make it sound as real as possible. You know. Yeah, I just you just have to make it just make it work so that it it works with the with the whole thing, you know, like uh yeah, I mean, some bands make it work and uh I think the biggest thing is making sure that your drum machine still has like heft to it. So it's not like cuz we've all heard those those bands that have drum machine in it. It just like just sounds like tick 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 tick, you know what I mean? It sounds yeah. horrible. Yeah. Like, sounds like a, you're rehearsing or something. Yeah. You're like just practicing your chops or whatever yeah like <laughs> yeah it's all about it's all about getting the drum machine sound like good which is probably a lot easier nowadays than it was back in the 90s so <laughs> oh man the best drum machine real quick uh ugratone um yeah i think um that's definitely a good one i'll talk to you about that off the podcast sometime it's really cool nice well, what's your number six six number six six six, six, six. The number of the beast. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrifices going on tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
they can't the listeners can't see but i have a patch of eddie from iron maiden it's like an old school some dude designed it like it's a handmade patch i got from etsy and it's like literally an eight 1980s power slave eddie iron maiden shit it almost kind of it also kind of reminds me of uh of uh of evil ernie yeah definitely with the fucking button yeah Yeah. exactly yeah (laughs) yeah or like a pokeball from hell but like (laughs) but yeah no evil ernie for sure smiley yeah the psychotic button (laughs) um i love evil ernie yeah (laughs) fucking a um wow yeah i really need an evil ernie smiley button or something yeah it'd be cool (laughs) they did that evil ernie kind of know like they don't even have yeah if you don't have the old stuff it's hard to find now i uh a long time ago when i was moving i sold most of my comic books big mega sad face but i made sure to keep all of my chaos comics yeah you got to keep the chaos comics like i just i will never part with them they're fucking priceless you can't like i have a good amount of them and they're just increasingly harder to find and like they're just great you know yeah i have all the chastity i have oh a good amount of purgatory i don't have everything but i have like a major I like most of the purgatory I got most of the lady deaf stuff I got all the Orny stuff yeah it's just great stuff man and like uh I love it I gotta dive into it again um number six though for me is satiricons the shadow throne this album was like the most played black metal album for me in my teenage years I would go hiking in the woods all the time like listening to this shit over and over again um that and like dark medieval times but the shadow throne two tracks i mean i love every song on the album because they're like a masterpiece one after the other but i feel like my two favorite tracks are the first one and then viking land um and then it's like so basically track one and track four but then followed right by like the domain dominions of satiricon or whatever it's like the fifth song and it's just like those three songs are great i used to hike to them a lot and i still do um but that's like a definitely like one of my eternal top 10 black metal releases yeah I, I would, shadow throne is definitely my favorite satiricon album as well um i really love the i think it's dominion satiricon now it goes into that that final like ambient track that sounds like the Longraven yeah um, and like it's really great i feel like Satir- i feel like shadow throne as well as dark medieval times but they both like particularly this one like really manages to um go that line where it still feels like black metal but it's got the folky elements and it's got the kind of viking elements and you know like definitely that type of black metal is something that that i do love like um particularly like when you're going hiking in the mountains or like i said earlier like if you're reading tolkien or you know, whatever. Like, I definitely have those moods where that's like that my shit too. Where it's like, you know, satiricon, awesome. old enslaved, and you know, like all that kind of stuff. Borknagar, first Borknagar album, and all that. Yes, they were so good. Um, and speaking along that lines, I bought a CD today. Um, I I had been looking for a copy of it for years, and I finally managed to find it uh, today of all days. And it was Einherjer's album, Aurora Borealis. And then their other demo that's on that, which I forget, but it's like four songs or that's whatever. The, that's the best I knew on Harry R one was their demo. Yeah. Rory Orioles and the demo. Like that's their best stuff. 
And I'm sure it's like a really easy to find CD. I just never bothered really looking that hard for it. But I knew it was like always one CD that I wanted to find. And I'm just really kind of glad I found it today. Yeah. Another one, a great band in that vein too is Hades. Yeah. Hades rules. Yeah. Like Nuku are now just released some Hades uh, reissues and they did the, some shirts for Hades, which I want to pick up. Really? Yeah. I got to definitely, I always forget about fucking nuclear war now i still remember the name of the website nwnprod.com yeah, yeah they, cool. they released the uh, shirts for both the albums like they're pretty sick and um it's pretty cool yeah shadow throne like when you're in the mood for that kind of um, feeling like you're in the the you know dark forest like you know like that kind of vibe of black metal like shadow throne is pretty unmatched like the way they match or they put all the elements into it's great yeah it, it really does it just feels like it's almost like an uplifting album right like it's evil but it's not it's not like a black candle evil like you know it's, it's hard to explain but it's not like sargeist you know evil or whatever it's uh it's like a powering they're both empowering and they both feel good those albums but it's really hard to explain but i think you put it best when you said it's like you know when you're like feeling Tolkien or going on a hike or whatever it's it's that kind of music yeah yeah i always definitely great to listen to dark needle times and the shadow throne when you're up hiking you know yeah they're just really great hiking albums i think the um let's see my number five is uh it's cheating a little bit because it's not truly a full-length album but it's vaughn satanic blood angel Compilation. Oh wow, that is an amazing album. Yes. Speaking of Nuclear Now released it. Yeah. Like I remember getting this comp. I mean, it has two other demos and it has like a live show. Um nowadays you can pick up uh when they you know they did reformed Vaughn, they did uh their first album, and you can get that on Bandcamp and it has the demos plus a demo that was never released before, which oh, is really cool. cool. It's just called Satanic. Um, which I recommend everybody picking that up. But for me, Flashback to 2004, 2005, whenever I got it. Like, I remember getting, uh, ordering this album from Nuclear Now. It's probably like one of the first things I ordered from him, you know, way back in the day. And, um, I mean, I heard of Vaughn and, and, and everything, but I remember getting this, this, this fucking CD and like, it was like life, it was like before Vaughn and after Vaughn. Like, this is like, Vaughn is like one of those like, um, incredible, perfect black metal bands to me because it's just like, the minimalism, yeah, they really are. You know, it's just, dun, 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 but it's like unmatched. Like they can be so minimal, but it creates such a dark, evil atmosphere at the same time. And you know, I know they're influenced by Sam Main, like we we're talking about earlier. Like, um, and you can feel that with like a lot of what they're doing. And there's something really, really special about this about the demos. You know what I mean? Like it's just unmatched, in my opinion. I agree with you. Yeah, Vaughn is an incredible band, and I feel like even though it's been what like over 30 years um more than that actually um vaughn is still incredibly underground which is awesome and like they have like they've never lost that kind of like that's it's not even lost that it's like they were always like that it's hard to explain but they're just like this this fucking force you know and there's not they're like vaughn i feel like is like one of those pillar bands, right? Cause I think we were all listening to Vaughn. I know that you and I were when we were younger and like first really 
you know, finding black metal. And like Vaughn was one of those first bands for me with Satanic Blood Angel. And uh yeah. And like you did a cover of Devil Pig, which yeah. is fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. The um I feel like um like um yeah, I mean they're definitely a pillar band. Like I feel like if you didn't have Vaughn, right? You wouldn't have Translating Hunger. You wouldn't have the more minimalist Burzum stuff. Like they, all those bands were influenced primarily. Like Vaughn was a huge influence on, you know, a lot of the, uh, the, um, the Norwegian, like a lot of the more minimalist, evil side, primitive side of Norwegian black metal. And a lot of bands in general across, you know, Europe and America. And I mean, when it comes to American black metal, I mean, the first ones was Vaughn and Profanatica, you know? Yeah. And uh, Profanatica are on tour right now, which I'm going to go see them tomorrow. I think they're coming to your I your, know your area. So They are. I might have missed them already. I might be working, but I'm going to look and see. I think it's. I think they're hitting there in a week or so. So. Yeah, I'll but see if I'll, I can make it. Yeah, I'll, um, send you the, I'll send you the posters. But yeah thank you yeah that'd be great no i saw that yeah send it to me because they're playing at a really cool club that i like a lot too um but they're one band that i'm hoping to go see is fucking bulldozer that fenris showed us all who bulldozer was probably some old school people know already knew bulldozer who listened to the podcast but like i heard bulldozer from the fenris best of black metal or whatever he put out and they're actually coming to play and they're on tour. So I'd like to see them. They're kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, that compilation was pretty, uh, pretty cool. Like, um, yeah, I mean, like that was a giving like the, you know, um, uh, kind of like giving you that, that feeling of like all these old school bands that, that were big influences on the guys in the eighties. And I think, yeah, I mean, and Vaughn, like, it's funny because even with Vaughn, like, back in the day, they were very completely different from everybody else. There was nothing like Vaughn when they came out. You know what I mean? Like, when yeah, I listen to Vaughn, I feel like I'm listening to something that could have come out, like, yesterday. You know, like, if yeah, so ahead sure. of its time, you know? It's one of those timeless things. I mean, like, Watain, right? Yeah, Watain's from Vaughn. Yeah, <laughs> Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, what's your number five? surprise uh burzum that's some men gang var yeah i figured we could <laughs> talk just... about it more when it popped up in yours because i knew yeah. had <laughs> surprise um see and that's what's so cool about how much black metal is out there and how much of it is so good as we ran through an entire list and we've only like crossed paths with it once on the top five now and so you know i think you said all the good stuff about this album but for me it it was my most listened to Burzum album, um, heavily inspired by Burzum when I first, one of the first black metal bands. And um, this album in particular has most of the songs that are really loved from the early Burzum in one place. So, um, yeah, because uh, it isn't like, it was a Lost Wisdom, like one of your favorite ones, I think. Lost or... Wisdom. Um, and I can remember if, uh, yeah, well, Lost Wisdom, Key to the Gate. I think Key to the Gate is probably my all-time favorite Burzum song. And uh, I love, I love uh, the lyrics. And everything I love uh, Snew Microcosmos Tegan. Yeah. yeah, that's another favorite Burzum song of mine, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, I, like, I just love everything about that album. How it's just like it's just a really great sound, and uh, I love the this like I just love all the elements inside that album. I think it's if anyone was ever gonna get into Burzum, I'd probably turn them onto that album first and just be like, listen to this shit and then go to the other stuff because I just think it's probably his best album from the yeah. early days. I feel like this album. So like this one and the self-titled both have a similar like way that he laid the track listing, but you feel like with this album was kind of a refinement of what he did on the on the self-titled, like because like the way that this album it comes out, you have like that, and then into like, key of the gate, and it's like dun dun dun, you know, it has this kind of transformation, gets more moody, and then you go into like the the keyboard like the ambient part in the middle and then it kind of comes back into this new microcosmos and ends like really strong like it has a bit more of like i know that like his whole idea was creating like a spell for people so that it kind of like you know gets you in gives you in a trance and then like comes out and ends like really strong you know what i mean like that was his whole yeah. idea it's really great and i feel like this one like uh really channels that you know like like i said i really love this slice of tarus as well because i love the song that's on Mingangvar, which is just like you know eight minutes of just blast beats you know like just like that kind yeah, of like it's... really like minimalist feeling but i feel like overall though i do think this song album is it's just like pound for pound the strongest one you know what i mean like out of all of his whole career in my opinion i agree completely yeah i mean it's definitely my favorite burzum for those reasons um it hits the hardest um i like love all burzum pretty much in the early days but i i really like even listening to the early stuff now i'm just like you know this music is so original and fresh it's uh can't replicate it i guess like the the way he recorded all of it it's got a really strong spirit about it which i love yeah i think it's funny it's pure you know yeah it's pure it's it doesn't sound like anything, you know, the, the way the riffs are written are very, very unique, you know, like very yeah. out there in a lot of times. And um, I feel like, um, I feel like there's a lot of bands who try to copy Burzum, but they never get it right because they just copy like the depressive type of yeah, definitely. stuff, but they don't realize that there's a lot more going on with Burzum than just like, it wasn't uh, all sad. Yeah, it wasn't all yeah. like his torment or depression or that really. Like, there's a lot of power in that music too. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what a lot of people get wrong get wrong when they try to make Burzum inspired black metal, you know what I mean? Definitely, because there's a lot of like good so called depressive black metal, but and that have like the Varg, you know, torment style voice. But yeah, I mean it's it's important to know because I feel like that is what like a lot of people get turned on to Burzum about but it's not the case like there's there's it's like a book right like you gotta read the whole thing to kind of get the full picture and I just feel like the early Burzum had the whole spectrum of emotions like because that was it was always like about his inner spirituality or like what he was feeling from everything I've heard him say about his early music anyway so it's like a full thing and I, you're right like people just kind of take one part of it yeah Particularly when you listen to this album, it's like, uh, it's just got such a dark, you know, dismal app, like 
dark like atmosphere to it that's like very sinister a lot of times you know what i mean it's not just like depressing it's like there's like like a sinister darkness to it as well Yeah, definitely. um so my number four is going to be hellhammer satanic rites so like Nice. i think satanic rites is one of the most perfect productions of anything it's just like it basically a demo but i consider it an album like to me it's an album you know what i mean like I love satanic rites. It's fucking rules. like this is like the pinnacle of uh for me it's the pinnacle of hellhammer like apocalyptic grades is great but i i actually prefer the satanic rites versions of all, of all those songs like i prefer the production of satanic rites because it's just so raw like i love the drum sound it's just dunk 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 you know like it's like very like forceful you know the whole sound of this is like very forceful and dark and evil you know Yeah, it is. It's it's my favorite as well. And um, you get that album and then listen to like like Sarcophago or just like any of this stuff together. It's just a perfect day. yeah there was a period where i, I literally was listening to satanic rites like every day for like months <laughs> like every day i was just putting on That's cool, satanic man. It's rites kind of like, and I can see why, like, it's hard not to, right? Because I remember when I first listened to the early Hellhammer 2, that's what happened to me. I just got really hooked into it and was like, wow, I was like, nothing like this. And I have to keep listening to it because so good, right? yeah it just gives me a lot of power i mean obviously i love celtic frost as well like you know um but if i'm gonna we're going going with like straight black metal hellhammer satanic rites is definitely my my go-to you know what i mean like i mean i do love morbid morbid tales and and i love uh to make a therion but um there's just something Hellhammer really special is just about different. hellhammer yeah something really special about I, satanic rites you know yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's very barbaric and like demonic, which is cool. Like Celtic Frost had the barbaric to it, but Hellhammer definitely felt much more like demonic, you know. Yeah, like with Celtic Frost, like particularly if you make it there, on that album feels very much like um, I listen to that when I'm reading Conan. Like it's a, it's like Yeah. I think uh, to make it there, on is the perfect <laughs> Conan album. Like there's never been an album that really encapsulates the vibe of the Conan, you know, stories and stuff more than that album. I don't think. That's true. It's definitely good Conan material. I love Conan and uh, that album. And um, there's actually a, a a band called Conan, which I like. I don't really like their newer stuff now, but some of their older stuff I listened to while reading Conan, but doesn't hold up as good as Celtic Frost to Megatheria. And like, I agree. It's a perfect fucking Conan reading album. I think because for me, to make a Therion captures the dark sorceress elements of Conan as well. So it's it's bar like that album's like barbarous and it's got the sorcery element as well. So it kind of like captures the whole thing. It's not just so, not just the barbaric war side of Conan, but it's got the kind of dark like sorceress elements as well, of like necromantic rites and stuff like that. One thing I didn't really like about the non-Arnold Schwarzenegger Conan movie is I feel like it focused too much on like cleave your skull, but it didn't have the whole spectrum of like the mystical sorcery quality. I just thought it was a terrible movie, but honestly, like, yeah, Conan has to have all those elements in it. Yeah, you got to have the sorcery, sorcery, Lovecraft elements into it, or you know, like, because that's like a big part of Conan, you know. 
But yeah, Hellhammer. Definitely. We're talking about evil black metal, satanic rites. It's one of my, it's my top four. So what's your number four? Man, it's yeah, it's quintessential. And I was gonna like considered putting Hellhammer, but I, I left it out. I figured you would. So I'm glad we got to talk about it because <laughs> that's fucking ripping. My number four is um, Dark Throne, a blaze in the northern sky. Um, what can I say about this album? It's um, I feel like it's set along with Transylvanian Hunger, a definition of what black metal is or what it would become in the future. I don't know. Like it's basically one of those untouchable pillar albums that just never gets old. You know, uh, it's got. I love songs like Shadow of the Horns, Paragon Belial, um, pretty much like every song. It's just probably still one of the most frigid rock and roll headbanging, like just, you know, awesome fucking albums I've heard. And it's just so raw and pure, right? Like it's a really good release. Yeah. I mean, it's very metallic. Which is I, love, cool. I love the production on this one. It's very powerful. This like very powerful, great drum sound, like a very powerful sound, like it's definitely very ripping, like uh particularly like Catharian <laughs> yeah. Life Code. Like when that that fucking when it gets into that first riff for Catharian Life Code, you're just like, oh man, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and uh I bought um Transylvanian Hunger and that album together at the cd store a long time ago when i was first getting into black metal and um yeah i remember just being like wow these are like two drastically fucking different albums from the same band and it's like transylvanian hunger was like i'm i need to be alone and go for a walk in the woods but like a blaze in the northern sky you could just you know get down with like you could just do things with or just really enjoy it even in a social setting with friends or whatever um so just one... like get drunk and bang your head you can't really do that with um transylvanian hunger it's like a spiritual thing you know yeah and i would say too that uh northern plays in order sky also has that conan feeling a little bit you know like <laughs> it's got it that does. dark dark like sin- sorceress like conan vibe a little bit in the shadow of the horns yeah it's a, per- it's a perfect album it is um well, and speaking of Dark Throne, my number three is Under a Funeral Moon. <laughs> yes, dude. So for me, I would like obviously it's hard to pick between all the Dark Throne, but um, like back in the day, probably like when we first met, I would probably Plays in Orange Sky is probably more my favorite. But over the years, Under a Funeral Moon has become my favorite because it's for for me like one of the most quintessential black metal albums, like. They like I know in the time when they made it, like they they were living black metal like one hundred percent. Like, you know, they were like in the black metal zone, like wearing a corpse paint, going to cemeteries, like playing re- playing music like with in dark candlelight and like a you know, in the basement or whatever. You know, like they were like living this type of black metal energy and um and it, it shows in the music and the music just has this otherworldly quality to it. And then you also have like the real primitive stuff on it as well. Like very minimalistic and primitive and it it, go, it has everything. So it's not just 
the blasting like transient hunger but then it's also got like the slower songs as well um and then you have songs like crossing the triangle of flames which very much feels like you know bathory you know like return of darkness evil like the whole whole vibe and energy of this album for me is perfect and it's got the cold energy and the big old fucking bass that uh uh for tom because it was dong like in parts of it <laughs> yeah i love uh, that too i just really uh this album i don't know it's just like it's a it's very special a, album yeah it's got a special dark feeling and it but it's like all three of those albums do and so does panzerfaust so it's like really hard to choose but i guess for me under over the years under film moon has become the the one you know if we were going to put together another top 20 or whatever, like a month or two from now, I would probably switch to that album. I think hearing about you, hearing you talk about it again, kind of inspires me to go re-listen to under funeral moon. Cause I remember like, I listened to it all the time and uh, I also really liked it, but yeah, it's, it's one of their deeper albums for sure. Yeah. It, but I mean, like I said, it's it's hard to choose, particularly between it that is. one and the Boys of Northern Sky. They're two like perfect albums, in my opinion. But yeah, there's just something I, about the dark, sinister catacomb feeling under Fiona Moon that just like really, really gets me. You know what I mean? I love that feeling too. Exactly. So need to listen to that again. There's a board game that I really want to get called Escape from the Dark Castle that came out. Like some game producers made it in Great Britain and. Um, I have like the soundtrack that they put out and it's actually really good dungeon synth music and uh the game looks so much fucking fun i just have to get cool people to play it with me but it's got like that dank subterranean atmosphere which i like and that album definitely has that so it would be cool to listen to it and like play this game or something yeah definitely yeah like yeah i love that that atmosphere it's just so something really really special atmosphere. about under film moon yeah <laughs> Uh, what's your number three? My number three is Mayhem, uh, De Mysterious Dom Satanas. Um, that's my favorite Mayhem album. It always was and always will be. And um, to me, it's like one of the most perfect, just it's like a holy relic or some shit. Like it's literally like one of the most sacred black metal fucking albums ever made. And um it's got everything on it. I mean, you've got Varg on there. You've got Hellhammer in there. Euronymous, Attila, you know, just it's it's literally in like Dead's lyrics after he was dead. And um, I mean, it's just such a perfect album. It's like all the forces of evil coming together and converging and making music. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's really hard to say. Like, that's why it's number three, right? Because it's just so good. That's right. pretty much where I'll leave it at that. Well, uh, I'll I'll talk a little bit more about that here in a minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you've got it too. You uh, got to see, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. got to see the tour, which is awesome. I missed that one. <laughs> yeah. The uh, my number two is going to be Bathory: The Return of Darkness and Evil. Ah, so, nice. Yeah. All right, and uh, <laughs> so Bath Return of Darkness Evil. Like I know, I feel like most people are split between either this album or under the sign of the black mark but for me this album does it because it's like again it's just that sinister like i remember listening to this album the first time back in the day and being like i feel like this album feels like you're like listening to some s sinister sorcerer and like a tower of like moldering like 
arcane books around him or something. You know what I mean? That's the feeling of this album has. And it's got everything. Yeah. It's just got such a, and yeah, it's got every, every like different type of black metal, um, sound that you could want. You know what I mean? Like it's got everything on it. Like, um, and the production, like I love the production. I love the kind of, kind of distant raw feeling of it. Like, and it's funny because I've heard plenty of covers of songs like the return of darkness and evil and none of them sound. It's like, I've heard Watane, I've heard Suter. I've heard all these bands do covers of that song and nobody does it as good as Bathory. Like it's such a perfect, yeah. perfect song. Like that's one of the best black Mole songs ever. So it's not like 1986 or something too. Like it was early. Yeah, I think it was 1986. It was something, yeah, in like the late 80s, he was yeah. putting out that. So you know that like there was nothing that could, you know, he just like made something completely original, which was fucking amazing that somebody would do that. Um, probably inspired by all the shit that we're inspired by too, which is really cool. Yeah, I know. I know Quarthon is inspired by like, oh, uh, you know like all the old comic like you know like the horror comics and all the old like euro horror movies like you know like um hammer horror and and um as well as in that time i think he was involved with like actual like witchcraft and satanic stuff and uh, yeah and um you know so he was living it at the time you know and it it it, it feels that you can feel it in the music you really can i always thought it would just be so cool to like have a coffee with Corthon or something or just like talk to him about shit. Yeah. So cool. Let's get, let's see your number two and then we can. Co- coffee time with course. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say beer, but I barely drink anymore. So it's kind of like coffee instead. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my number two, cause my number three, yeah, we're on number two now. I think my number three was D my number two is Deicide. And not just because I'm wearing the t-shirt, but <laughs> Deicide, Serpents of the Light. And it was really hard for me because I really wanted to pick Once Upon the Cross. And yeah, Deicide is death metal, but I feel like they're at the point where there wasn't really a dividing line between what was death metal or black metal. Like Back then, I think that people just thought of black metal as a Norwegian movement, but and it was, but you know, there's so much more to it than just the Norwegian side of it or what that meant. It was such an amorphous term. Like you got Venom coming out with their record black metal, possessed with death metal, putting that out. And so it's just kind of like whatever at that point. So I feel like the aside is fucking black metal, or at least was uh, with these early releases. And, uh, Serpents of the Light is a fantastic record. It is drenched in Satanism, of course, just like every other Deicide album. But why this is on the top list is because the song Blame It on God, the lyrics are amazing. I just feel like it's probably one of the most black metal, death metal songs ever written, like lyrically, especially. And so, I mean, I just feel like since black metal turns the tables on everything in the world anyway, Deicide is one of those bands that does too. And, uh, you know, they're really one of the first bands I ever got into, period. So I could talk a lot about it, but I won't. Um, I just think that everyone should listen to Serpents of the Light. It's a great album. 
Yeah, I mean, I would definitely, particularly the first DSI album is basically a, basically a black metal album. Although I did put it on my death metal list, but like you know, like it's like uh, both. Yeah, they're they're one of those bands, them and Morbid Angel. I feel like particularly early Morbid Angel kind of crossed that line where you're kind of like they could be considered either, but like particularly DSI with the kind of satanic lyrics and stuff. And I think that a lot of the bands, even in Norway back in the nineties, kind of considered DSI basically a black metal band because it's had that straight up satanic thing. Because I mean, if you think about like Euronymous, for example, considered bands. Um, not based off of their music, but based off of their lyrics. So he considered bands that are all about death and stuff as death metal, and bands that were all about like, you know, Satanism and the occult were black metal bands. So it didn't really matter like the sound; it just mattered the the lyrical themes and the and the whole whole thing behind it. You know, that's awesome because that's kind of what I think, right? Like, so that's why, yeah, I would agree. Like, Morbid Angel also um, has the sound of death metal and like the lyrical stuff. Because like death metal for me, right? Like it's always been that aggressive sound. So yes, in one way, all these bands are death metal. But when you're thinking about death metal, you think autopsy, you know, stuff that's about death, like autopsy, mortician, um, cannibal corpse. Grave. Um, what else? Grave. Um, yeah, I mean, and like Entombed, right? Like Entombed is definitely death metal. That feels a little black metal-y sometimes. But um, especially like Left Hand Path, right? Like It's like pretty much the best entombed album in my opinion so yeah, yeah. i mean but I yeah kinda, i kind of like like that kind of idea i've noticed a lot of old black metal guys have that kind of perspective like i know that alan from primordial like listening to his podcast he kind of is the same way where he's like kind of considers like stuff that's more satanic black metal even when it sounds like death metal you know that's cool man yeah it's just that i'm glad that i'm glad that like other people kind of feel this way this you know i just it's it's like hard to find a dividing line but yeah i mean it's it's got the spirit of satan in it so it's black metal right That's right now i think yeah, yeah. Two, servants of the light too like the production's very black metal <laughs> very trebly guitars and yeah very poppy drums and stuff yeah yeah really cool there i i actually saw deicide play not that long ago like under a year ago now and um my knee still fucking hurts <laughs> like because i was stupid and drunk and walked into a mosh pit by accident well did um, i remember you telling me that the whole the whole venue was a mosh pit when you saw DSA. the whole the whole yeah <laughs> it was impo- like i had to like run away for a minute and get behind like the fucking uh it's like a little club right and like the whole thing was a pit and eventually but then like behind the club uh, behind the floor they have like the merch tables so i i think i'll stand with like the boring old dudes at the merch tables and just like watch the show but it <laughs> yeah. is still kind of cool and like my knee is doing fine like i i just i had a meniscal sprain like it actually hurt so bad i went to the fucking doctor and i was like this the whole time at the doctor i was like yeah mosh pit like what's wrong with me <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And like he checked out my leg and was like, oh, it's nothing. It's just a meniscal sprain. You know, it might take a couple months, but then it was good. Nothing serious, but I've never really been injured at a concert before like that. So it was kind of (laughs) cool. DSI's like, have pain for me. Yeah, exactly. Pain (laughs) for Satan. But honestly, literally, like that's when I decided, all right, even if I go to a show, I'm probably not going to have that many beers and just like stop it. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 
The um, all right. Yeah, my number one. It's my favorite black metal of all time. Is Mayhem, Demon's Tryst, Dom Satanas. Yeah. So like, uh, this is like the the holy. It's like when the holy Bible is a black metal, and, and um, you know, like like you said, I went to the show and saw them perform it, which was like it was like going to church for 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 I think for a lot of black metal wow. people. You know what I mean? You go and I stood. I was literally right up front. I got to watch it and and um you just like get in trance just watching a tail up perform all these songs and like to me um just everything about the album you got the perfect drum drum sound you got the perfect like the guitars are amazing like i mean i feel like there's two ways you go black metal you got the under funeral moon style which is more or return of darkness evil style which is a bit more distant a little bit more catacomb feeling and then you have this other style, which I also love, which could be be like a Blazing Roar in the Sky or Demasterus, which has a more powerful sound. I think both ways work. You know, I like both sounds. But for the more powerful type of black metal, I think Demasterus is like perfect. Like, And it's just incredible to listen to it and to think that, okay, these guys were literally like I've watched like, like in the, the Helvete uh, um a documentary that's on YouTube that that NRK did. Uh, there's a part where they're talking about making the down, making this album, and um, Pat Pitten, you know the, the the producer, is like, okay, so here's like he was in there with Hellhammer and and was like, oh yeah, so this is where we had your drum set up, and it was like in the middle of the big hall, you know what I mean? And then there's other part of the hall was like fucking Euronymous with his with his like half full stack or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And then he had Varg like in another part, like with his bass. And that's how they recorded. Like they recorded playing live together in this big yeah, hall. That's so cool. And then Euronymous overtracked some guitars and stuff. But you know, like it's just a, it's incredible. Like that's you know they spent years and years honing and perfecting the album, like writing, making sure every riff was perfect, like making sure everything was perfect, like being so super tight with their performance as well. You know what I mean? Like, and it just shows. Like it just feels like. I mean, it's like the one of those like um, perfect black metal albums, and then you have Attila doing his vocals on top of it, which are fucking amazing. I know, I really love Attila's vocals. Um, you know, and and it didn't take me like it didn't it caught me by surprise when I first heard that album. Right, I'm like, I've, like I've never heard voices like this before, but like it went perfect with the music. I mean, you know, I still I think it would have still sounded awesome like if Dead had done it or like you know like if that kind of style of vocals just because dead you know had his own spirit with it but i really think it was perfect with attila recording on that you know yeah it's kind of a funny thing because you got if admin for dead you wouldn't had a lot of some of the lyrics that's on the album that right yeah take it take it in a darker way but in a way i feel like attila's kind of channeling of these lyrics was like the perfect thing like that's what i mean like it was honestly like meant to be that way yeah and which is why i say too like it was just it was like all the forces of evil converging in one fucking album because you have dead who's literally dead at that point and then like his lyrics there and how attila is channeling all that so it's like he's there astrally right so it's like everyone's there right and like it's just like this masterpiece of an album yeah uh, one thing I always love is your story, like of you and your friend uh, 
when you're super high, like <laughs> talking about <laughs> that, <laughs> that album. <laughs> See, I was super high, so I don't forget. I forgot. Well, you told me the whole, whole thing about our like, uh, you could sa- tell where they they that they hate each other, or whatever. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like really well for those of the listeners that enjoy some uh, cannabis a little bit. Um, <laughs> You know, basically, when you get really into yourself with it, sometimes like I was listening to this album and yeah, it's like I probably imagined it, but it was fun. It was like you can feel the hatred between Euronymous and Varg. Wasn't it like the fucking album? I think you told me it was like you and Brian were like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I would told Brian that I was like, you can like feel how they hate each other. <laughs> when they're doing this music and, like we're just both sitting there like spinning it on a record and just like oh man that was so much fun because what we used to do is just literally every weekend we used to go there you know spark up one and then just turn on the speakers really loud and just kind of sit in the room all day and like listen to (laughs) listen to metal record after metal record after metal record and like didn't even talk to each other yeah you're just listening (laughs) to music (laughs) just listen to the music and like made weird commentary like that yeah (laughs) Like, I can feel how much they hate each other. That <laughs> <laughs> was so cool. It's like, I forgot uh, about that. Yeah, it's like a black, that's like the black metal thing. Like, just like, I'm just going to sit here and listen to music and not even talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> sit there with your arms folded in a chair, just like listening to it. So good. Yeah. Yeah. That's like... what you do when you're a teenager, though. You spark one up and like listen to records. And I just listen to records now, but yeah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this album uh, it's definitely um, it's a spiritual experience. You listen to the whole thing, and I feel like I can't tell you how many times I've listened to this album. I never get tired yeah, me of it. Too. I think it's one of my most listened to pieces of music ever. Yeah, like to me, it's the ground zero of, of one of the ground zeros of black metal. Along, you know, like alongside Dark Throne, you know. After our podcast tonight, I think I'll like put it on. Yeah, exactly. It's like no matter how many times you listen to it, you can still listen to it again and just like be absorbed into it. You know what I mean? And it's like probably one of the only albums that like plays in my brain at random times. You know what I mean? Like you just you could be going through your day and then your brain just like brings a song into your head. And it's like from that album, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, it just impresses itself that much into you. Yeah. I remember I used to drive around like particularly like and like in the car like with that album on just like blasting it so where you could feel the drums like in your chest you know what i mean like <laughs> holy fuck i know hellhammer yeah. is so amazing yeah it's an amazing album uh but what's your number one all right so my number one drum roll is um bathory the return of darkness and evil there we go <laughs> and i really think you said everything best about it um really the only thing i can really add is that when I think of black, like, and I emphasize the word black and then metal, that fucking album, The Return, of, like, The Return of Darkness and Evil, the title is exactly what it feels like. Yeah, from the opening moment, like, you have that, that ambient part and you go into total destruction. And it's just yeah. like, like, to me, it's always been like one of the albums that defines the black metal should be, you know what I mean? Like, absolutely yeah and that's what i mean too like it's literally it is the title like the return of darkness and evil and i agree like it defines what it blackmail should be because 
that's what we all want at the end of the day is for the return of darkness and evil. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I know I'm not even kidding. I know I sound like I'm joking, but yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like it's definitely tapping into this this like real energy of Satan and and, and like this feeling of yeah, like you want this yeah. this this like the destruction of like the fucking bullshit and yeah. I know. Like uh um, and uh, yeah, the whole vibe of the album is perfect. Yeah. Like it is. the production. The I love how like I love how like it sometimes goes out of time, like the drums and stuff, but it doesn't matter. It's just like it per- works perfectly. And like it's like I love stuff that didn't doesn't use click tracks a lot of times too, like while, yeah. like when you have like the guys playing together because you have that kind of like like this album the and the same thing with under funeral moon and a lot of all the dark Throne stuff in general is that it's playing at like a bpm that's very like it's just its own thing you know what i mean like it's not like perfect you know what i mean <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like like particularly um the song under the return of darkness is evil like on my on the radio show i always do crossing the the triangle of flames by dark throne into the return of darkest evil and they literally have the same type of like dun 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 type of drum beat you know it's perfect it's they like do. go perfect into each other i love this music so much um really honestly my life would not have been awesome if it wasn't for any of this fucking music yeah i feel like black metal like um you know it's the music of it's like it's like our, uh, my soul music. You know what I mean? Like when I yeah, first listened to black metal, that's how I felt. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I found the music that expresses my soul. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's what it should be about, right? So I mean, I don't know. I mean, just metal. I love metal, like you. I think I'm so glad that, like, I don't know. I guess talking about kind of these really kind of holy books, like these holy relics of metal like mayhem right bathory all this stuff it just kind of at the end of our conversation here i'm filled with this feeling of gratitude almost for just being able to you know know about this fucking music because so many people don't and like you know and have it express your soul and be able to talk about it with open air kind of radio show podcast thing which is awesome and um you know it's just really cool because the cult is alive <laughs> yeah so, yeah well, yeah uh the past is alive <laughs> right the, uh, the past is alive <laughs> like i feel right. like that's true though i mean like the past like i don't know i see a lot of people who get like kind of like negative about future black and stuff like that and i feel like no I don't feel negative about it at all because I feel like the this is the past is life. Like there are still bands out there who are making real black metal. Really, there are. Absolutely, and, there are. And, and uh, there, they're exciting. And there's a whole, you know, from what I from particularly doing the podcast and like I'm like getting to know like a lot of guys from across the world. Like I've been make, made friends with guys in Australia and very cool. guys in Europe and stuff like that. Like I feel like there's like kind of like um this kind of a lot of these guys are like are you know our age or older um but it's like uh 
we're kind of like it's kind of like a its own own like um you know there's people who are really into black metal for real are going to kind of group together you know and then you're gonna have all the posers and hipsters and stuff like that who want to make like lame politically correct black metal and stuff like that and they can go like fuck off into their own little thing you know i mean like you just like yeah you're not, you're not really making black metal you know like so like but it's not that's not going to kill black metal because black metal is still going to exist because there's people who get what black metal is supposed to be about you know what i mean yeah they're just baking cookies <laughs> and they're not really yeah well yeah black metal real black metal always has that fucking razor wire barrier around it so yeah. i'm also not worried about it too yeah i'm with you on that 100 percent. so yeah the uh one thing a couple of things that that ended up not getting my list that that uh that i just want to mention is going to be uh sarcophago with inri and then um sepultura with morbid visions beastal devastation wow and um emperor in a night side eclipse which of course like the ironic thing is that album is one of the first black albums I, I got into but uh but um i don't know i don't listen to as much as these other albums i put on my list you know what i mean same i listen to like wrath of the tyrant more yeah i probably do more too i mean i do i do get in those moods where i listen to and night side eclipse a lot but but it's not That's one an amazing I, album, yeah. Yeah, but it's not one of my go-to ones. Like all the albums I picked are real go-to ones, you know. And and uh, yeah, and um, I would say Sargeist, um, Feeding Crawling Shadows, another one of the ones that shout out that, that didn't make my list. But those are some of those all solid choices. Yeah, those are some of the ones that that I was like. Uh, fighting without a you know what i mean like on my when i was making my list like should i put this on or should i put this one you know <laughs> yeah it's a ch it's all it's it's a it was a fun challenge for me to absolutely like um i there was a few bands that didn't make it that i wanted to put into yeah it's part of part of the part of the whole whole thing you know you have this kind of like and and i feel like some of these lists can change depending on your mood too but like i tried to pick stuff that was generally my go-to things that I could say, okay, these albums I, if I could think about the last two or three years, like these albums are the ones I listen to the most, or you know, even longer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, that's even, a good way to think about it. It kind of helped me to decide my list too. It was very similar in my decision-making process. And it is crazy too. Like, uh, I mean, we we have some of the same same albums, right? But uh hit a lot of different ones too so that was good <laughs> a lot yeah which is cool no i think we crossed paths near the top of the list like and that's pretty cool i think we crossed paths on like a few of the options which was awesome but yeah like it was and that just goes to show you how much good black metal is we had 40 albums all together and out of those 40 still like 36 or 37 albums that were not on each other's lists that were there it's pretty cool yeah definitely the um yeah it's a lot well, of fucking albums yeah dude it's a good list and uh kind of covers everything because uh, you you managed to cover some of the stuff that uh that i did didn't end up being able to like the greek black metal stuff which i love or the french black legion stuff so uh 
our lists are kind of complimentary in a lot of ways. Yeah, which is all, cool. Yeah. I'm glad it. I mean, and we're just because I feel like you've always loved Greek black metal more than me. And so <laughs> I was like expecting to cross paths with you on Varathron. And I was surprised that I didn't. However, it did compliment because then we started talking about Thou Art Lord and all that other good shit. So that was cool. Yeah. Varathron, uh, His Majesty of the Swamp was one that uh, I picked up pretty early on, you know. and Yeah, that was like one of your first, like, like wasn't that like one of your favorite albums too? Yeah, when I was yeah, I mean, I I listened to that album a lot. Uh, I haven't really been on a Greek black metal kick in a while. Me uh, too, but I I recently listened to that album in the past couple months and fell in love with it again. It's yeah. a great album. Yeah. yeah, back in the day, like particularly like I got that one. I got the Verathron uh, Necromantia split, which is amazing as well. It is amazing. Um, and then yeah, Riding Christ Passage to Arcturo, which is a cr- classic one um the uh yeah necromantia is a band that uh i think i had that that split but i didn't really get into them too much until later on i think you got me more into necromantia later on like i had a i had a really big necromantia kick for years but um i think i did too yeah like i like um crossing the fiery path i think is probably my favorite necromantia album yeah it's probably their best one but they're Necromantia, as much as I like them, they're not they're not one of my go to Greek bands. They're not like, really anymore for me too. They're very theatrical, and I say that with love because it you could tell like it's very serious for them. They're not like trying to put on an act, right? So I don't mean theatrical in that way. Like just I guess their presentation, it's 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 kind of an I don't know how to explain it. It's like it's it's like a story, right? It remind it's like a it's very Greek in that way. It's like a you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, what was I just thinking of? Um, it's uh, like you go to the amphitheater and see it or something. It's just, I don't know. It's really cool. Like there's, there. it's really actually, it's very King Diamond-esque, I think, to make your music into a story. But they really kind of like, they don't really do the story thing like King Diamond did on his later stuff. But like when he left Merciful Fate, but yeah. basically just it's like that where it's like a whole involvement going on and uh their songs are very rich you know yeah definitely like like you won't find primitive black metal with necromantia no yeah. you will what? with verathron but yeah one another album that almost made me list but didn't quite was mortuary drape as Fuck, yes that's like, an amazing record yeah. that album's like i love that almost and that all the time that's like a really fucking amazing amazing album you know yeah mortuary drape i think i've always been fascinated by this kind of secondary form of black metal that exists which is you know samael mortuary drape all the greek bands you know like uh um oh, what's that uh band from uh brazil um did like the mystifier the, mystifier you know like yeah you have, i wanted you have, them to be on my list too like you have like this whole kind of um I guess it's a more doom influence side of black metal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that was always like, so shit like that. I was listening to also later when I got into it as a teenager, like it crossed my path and I was like, holy fuck, I actually really like the slower black metal too. You know, it's just really cool. Yeah. I feel like, I know you have some demos that are really influenced by mystifier and all that stuff as well. Like definitely. Yeah, definitely. Some of the, some of that, you know, and um, I really want to 
incorporate that in new deity undead um but so far i've been writing like i just want it to feel like an onslaught like i want it to feel like i don't know just super crazy fast black metal shit um yeah like the album like i want it to flow with a lot of double bass stuff but the album tentatively is called abyssic and there will be like some mystifier influence in there a little slower doomier kind of droning riff stuff but you know mostly like vocals like i want to do like the double vocal shit that mystifier does that kind of stuff i love that you know yeah yeah that yeah i feel like um when going back and revisiting a lot of my old recall demos like i was definitely i listened to some of them like yeah it almost like i haven't really listened to greek black metal and stuff for a while and listening to all my old demos i was like oh yeah like i listened to it's really influenced by a lot of this kind of that kind of stuff with a lot of those demos and i have like definitely songs that are very like greek black metal on some of those and uh yeah so recently i've been kind of revisiting some greek stuff just because of that reason because i was like oh yeah like uh it's probably like more influenced by that stuff back in the day than you know what i mean than necessarily i am now you know and it's cool to hear you talk about it because like i don't you don't really realize it until you like revisit your stuff or you just kind of think about it and you're like oh yeah it's like you know i was influenced by that you know yeah i feel like for me now like this list is probably more um a sign of like what i'm influenced by now you know what i mean (laughs) like it's more ripping and more aggressive and more like uh just a different different you know what i mean fucking wakes you up that's for sure like i don't know not that i need that but it's hard to explain like it's just a really strong kind of like go forward presence you know it's i love like the fast ripping stuff too yeah yeah but although i mean there's great stuff that combines the two like like we're talking about marduk has like i always have a marduk's fat ripping and fast and then they have a song like accuser opposer or you know what mm-hmm. i mean like uh they have these like slower songs i think i think it's good to kind of have a little bit of that in there you know like absolutely man i'm really glad also to see the vricolicus i love the artwork um that um was designed for you by matt um i really like the artwork a lot and um you know and and i definitely hear like the the greek black metal influence as well it kind of inspired me like i always felt the greek black metal inspired you a lot more but i feel like now with some of my songwriting like i re-listened like you said you revisited some stuff i revisited like varith ron a few months ago and that was really inspiring to me too i i've always appreciated how melodic their stuff can be too because i never really like to go crazy melodic with my music yeah, um yeah. i wasn't like a children of bodom person or whatever you know i never really did all like or like chuck Schuldner was never really like into all the fucking melodies you know and it works for those artists you know and it sounds great for what they do but i appreciate the simplicity sometimes of like some of the greek stuff you know yeah verathon is melodic but it's like it's pretty primitive at the same time i think that's what i like i don't really like i'm really not big fan of like super melodic metal like particularly not super melodic black metal where it's like I have my my exceptions. Like I like Lord Belial and some other bands that have a lot of melodies, but uh, yeah, I'm not like I'm not into. Um, I generally tend to go to more primitive, ugly stuff than melodic. You know what I mean? But that Greek black yeah, that's metal, what I'm I, into now too. Yeah, the Greek black metal stuff kind of manages to toe that line, particularly the early earlier stuff. I mean, obviously, Rotting Christ went way more melodic, but if you listen to uh, 
passage to Arcturo and their demos and stuff like it's it there's more of that dark you know sinister black metal feeling you know what i mean mm-hmm. which is uh Agreed. Yeah, what black metal should be <laughs> yeah then that's generally how i want my stuff to feel like you know like some of the stuff i left out um I left out Blasphemy's Fallen Angel of Doom. But like you said, we kind of complimented each other's list. So you had Blasphemy in there. Like for me, it was stuff like Blasphemy, fucking Proclamation. Okay. Like, yeah, Proclamation. Like Proclamation. Um, what else? Ex- like Execration of Cruel Bestiality is my favorite. Yeah. That's my favorite too. Like, holy shit. Uh, listening to that stuff, it's like, wow. Or and, um, Tate and Blood was great. Yeah. Seven, was it Seven Chalices, right? yeah yeah it's good stuff um like there's obviously like there's always more that you can add into a list because there's just literally so much good extreme metal out there another another couple ones that that was be aosoth with her yeah third album but and then um i would say uh Anteus with blood libels holy shit i forgot all about them yeah that Anteus album blood libels is incredible yeah, those are ones I listened to a lot that didn't quite make the top twenty, but they're ones that that I listen to yeah. pretty often. The album cover for Blood Libels is awesome with the dude's like hands, like it's a very striking image. Yeah, it's a very good image, and um, it's cool. Their last album was pretty good too. Um, they they got a, they haven't released a new album, but yeah. Then of course Ao South Ashes of Angels is another one from Ao South. It'd be hard for me to pick between that one and three, you know. I should listen to that one. I haven't heard that one, but I love uh, Aosoth's Arrow and Heart. It's really good. Yeah, that one's good. All their albums are good. They're yeah. fucking awesome. Or like another band that would not make it necessarily to top 20, but is there is Keras for us. Um, yeah, that uh, that fucking that thing is amazing. Keras for us. Let me see if I can find their uh, I don't even know if it's like the album has a title, but it's just like one album, right? And it's like I'm looking at it right now. It's like six songs, and uh, I think it's just a self-titled album. Yeah, it's self-titled. It's like a a four-song EP plus a couple other songs onto it because I have the original EP. Because it's like that war, that kind of war, like just I want to call it war metal because I think more of like thrash, like creator and war bringer and shit, but like war metal, like, um, you I know, call but it, I call it like bestial black metal, like stuff. That's there more you satanic go. And there you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Perfect. That's a better name for it. So bestial black metal, but with like a real kind of sinister spiritual edge, which is what's cool about Karosphorus. Yeah, it's I agree. Like, yeah. It's very much got that sinister darkness to it. Like, yeah, like for me, war metal would be like revenge, conqueror. That kind of stuff is more on the war metal side of things. But then, like the beast of black metal is stuff that I feel like is more. It's like satanic and occult, but it's got that kind of like ripping. It's got the influence from war metal. You know what I mean? Does fucking I love war metal, bestial warlust, bestial raids. Uh yeah, bestial yeah, raids. Bestial raids. Um, uh, Primeval Damnation is like another one of those albums that just barely missed that list because that album is fucking incredible. Or um, another one would be Pseudo God, Death Womb Catechesis. It's a fucking amazing album. It is. 
there's even a bestial mockery <laughs> and like there's just so many good of, of those like bestial bands it's like yeah i love that stuff like um i just think it's fucking amazing you know i know a lot of people probably don't like that kind of stuff but they, you can you can fuck off i don't care <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> i like i'd rather listen to uh to just some more bestial bands than uh i don't know some real lame like atmospheric black metal band you know what i mean <laughs> yeah me too it's like yawn <laughs> i'm just gonna go put on some bestial mockery now and burn a church thank you <laughs> yeah let's get this fucking party started no. there's so many fucking lame ass so-called black metal bands that are just like you know some like kind of lame keyboard sound with like you know real like just kind of weak guitar riffs you know what i mean like like oh pretty... no we're atmospheric black metal you know <laughs> we want to make you like feel like you're walking <laughs> through the forest or something but it just sounds like fucking lame you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it does sound really lame excuse me while we um make this really pretty atmosphere <laughs> yeah it doesn't have nothing to do with black metal the forest glistens with little dewdrops on the trees. <laughs> <laughs> you might find a spider web with a thousand jewels and an old demon lord in the tree stump. And then that's the that's the black part of it, right? Like the demon lord in the tree stump. I'm right. sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not into it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's mystical like, demon if you get all the the crappy like ripped off of like wolves in the throne room or whatever oh you know what speaking of mystical demons before we hang up the podcast one thing that i actually probably would have no i okay so i wouldn't have put it in the top 20 but it would have almost made it was the band moon from poland oh yeah Moon's and great. moon and they're like i guess their album is called demon heart or something but yeah, Damon. Um, Damon Hart. Yeah, Moon. That's a really good, very obscure band from Poland. Very good shit. Yeah, that's a great band. I always think of one. I think of Moon. I also think of like Christ Agony as well, which is another great Christ band. Agony. Same guy, I think, vocal guitarist. Yeah. Uh, that did Moon. Yeah. Those are both really great bands. They really are. I think I like Christ Agony a little more, but uh, but Moon is awesome. Yeah, that Damon Hart is a really good one. It is. Yeah, it's like uh, the Damon Hart feels a little bit more like almost like behemoth-ish, but like a little bit more black metal, you know? It's definitely more Agreed. black metal, yeah. Some great Polish black metal there. I think Polish black metal was a huge push for me getting into black metal. I think I started with some Polish, like Behemoth was probably one of the first black metal bands I ever heard. And then, yeah, kind of, kind of like a mixture of like Polish and Florida death metal and like, you know, all kinds of weird elements converging and then Norway. But I don't know, Pol I guess what I'm trying to say is <laughs> like early Polish black metal is kind of special to me as I'm sure it is to pretty much everybody else but i really like it it's got a special place yeah definitely yeah like behemoth and um old graveland and velas and all that kind of stuff like 
uh, Infernum and then you got like Christ Agony and just like uh, and of course Vader you know fucking love Vader so much I've seen them twice now they're 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 demos like the more the necro less than um the morbid right demo like EP like those things really feel like uh black metal to me you know particularly necro they really are yeah they really are very black metal like vader will always be one of my favorite bands of all time and i know that dark throne is very inspired by necro demo as well like um when they're making under fuel and moon stuff like part of the inspiration for that production was from I guess uh, Nocturnal Culto had like an old, like you know, heavily copied version of Necrolust that had this kind of real Necro sound to it. Wow, and they, cool. they were like trying to use that as like their reference point for the sound for Under Funeral Moon. So that is fucking awesome. I had no idea. Yeah. So Vader was a big old Vader was a big influence on uh, Dark Dark Throne, and I mean, first Vader album, Ultimate Incantation, it has all those like those songs on his amazing album as well. I just they're very awesome those guys and uh when they come on tour definitely go see them they're it's like a show you'll never forget it's fucking awesome yeah I missed them last time I have to have to make sure that I didn't even know that the show was happening to be honest until like yeah. it was almost here and then I was like fuck like it was like literally the week of and I was like man I, I just I can't make it but I was real I was like next time they come I gotta try to make sure that I'm aware of it earlier for you in specific if you want, I will send you a couple of Vader clips that I took from the show. I think you'll really like it. Cool. Yeah. Vader's unless, Vader's sick. unless you like want to be surprised, but like let me know. I will send you some concert clips. Fuck the rules. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. But yeah. I hope everybody enjoyed our, our little podcast on our top twenty black metal bands, basically or albums, like this was something I've been meaning to do for a while, but I was like, you know, I got to do this with my bre- with you know, my best friends, Elias, you know? <laughs> you fucking better enjoy this little podcast. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, it was a great podcast. I hope everyone really did enjoy it. I'm really glad that, you know, we got to do it and talk about these amazing albums and see where things kind of cross paths and like all like the fucking variety of awesome music out there. Yeah. There's a, a whole world of black metal, and you know, hopefully, you know, if people don't know some of the stuff, they'll go check it out. I'm sure everybody listening to this probably knows all these bands, but you never know. So maybe there's some of this stuff that you don't know. So, yeah, because I remember when I was first getting into it, I would have loved to find something like this to listen to to get like bands in my fucking radar. So go yeah. forth and listen to it and drink from the chalice of blood. Yeah, one of the big things <laughs> when I first got into black metal was I got a terrorizer that had the history of black metal in it, and um, so it had like this history of the early years of black metal, um, and uh, and it also had this article that showed like you know that's how I found about Graveland and you know also the Blazeworth Hall and like all this kinds of stuff was because oh, of cool. this this terrorizer thing. It had this whole like thing of like black metal now in all these different countries. So I found out about Anar- um, um, what's that? Archon and Faustus and, um, you know, like uh, all the stuff from France. That's how I found out about the Black Legions because it listed like mutilation and all the stuff in there. That's it had, so awesome. It had all the Polish bands. It had the Russian bands, like uh, Ukrainian stuff. Like it was literally like this kind of great, like kind of um, 
you know, thing that you would never see nowadays because people would be like, they're sponsoring Nazi bands. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But, and but it was, uh, back in was 2000, 2004, they didn't give a fuck about that. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I know. It was Terrorizer magazine. Yes, Terrorizer. After yeah, Terrorizer. Yeah. Terrorizer was fucking cool. I had a couple of those. Yeah. And, and uh, that, Terrorizer. Yeah. And they had a really cool, like, um, thing in it that was like the, the, like the, the core, albums from the first first wave of first and second wave of black metal and it started with like it had like sar sarcophago of inri and sepultura of morbid visions and it had so cool you know uh merciful fate and you know uh venom and bathory and then it walked you through like you know all the all the um all of the uh the main Norwegian bands and stuff like this. So it was a really good like way to get into the genre. And I was like, I'm going to listen to all these, these bands, you know what I mean? Like that's, that was like a motivating thing for me to pick up the morbid vision CD by uh Sepultura or like, you know, iron and stuff like that. So, I had a magazine too, uh, for, again, from England, England is fucking awesome uh, for music. That's where it all really came from anyway. And like, basically is called pit magazine or the pit magazine and i only ever owned a few issues because like shortly thereafter they just stopped making it but it was like an extreme it was called literally the extreme music magazine like you had pit magazine terrorizer um and like some other ones right but those two like terrorizer and the pit were fucking awesome magazines um definitely there's some of the only ones that covered black metal and Probably that terrorizer also had a a review for the horned uh, horned almighty sargeist split, so that was part of how I found out wow. about sargeist as well. So That's this really one cool. magazine had like so much stuff that that led me off into so many directions of black metal. You know what I mean? The pit magazine showed me. You remember Ibex Throne? Yeah, yeah, like all that kind of shit, right? Like Ibex Throne. I think sargeist might have been in there. I have no idea. However. Those magazines were cool. I wish that there would be like a rebirth of metal magazines. Yeah, it'd be cool to have like a cool. There are some, there's stuff like Arcane Archivist who does like um, cool zine that, that's that's specifically black metal. Um, cool. And then of course Bardo Methodology. So I just got the new issue of Bardo Methodology, um, which is pretty cool. It has has uh, interviews with. Um, has interviews with like Destroyer Six 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 and uh, um, and uh, Aquis, you know, and uh, what else? Uh, Leviathan and all kinds of stuff. Like this new issue of Bardo Methodology has a lot of cool stuff. But yeah, it'd be cool I'll to see some like actual like just like straight up, you know, magazine, especially in black metal, like those old ones were. But you know, I the thing that was great about those things and. 2004 is that you didn't have this political correct bullshit that's going on now where people could be like just treat it like in a rational way you know what i mean like yeah i still kind of can't wrap my head around some of that stuff so i kind of like don't care you know i mean yeah I guess exactly you, just, you know i'm just like whatever because the worst thing that happens is you get crazy people which i always fucking hate that shit so i kind of try to like be like i guess the one way it really impacts me is that i just feel like i have to be extra fucking alert or careful or some shit you know because i i'm not you know talking about like stuff 
that's you know blatantly what they're trying to say you know it's almost like everything black metal is now suddenly like targeted for no reason you know yeah exactly yeah these people can uh, fuck off (laughs) please (laughs) please Please fuck off (laughs) this has been a public service announcement (laughs) double dark lords (laughs) please fuck off not even (laughs) kindly just just fuck off just fuck off yeah fuck (laughs) off and die Yeah, you got to say it like Fenris or says it. Fuck off and die. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Exactly. (laughs) That's it. Fuck off and die. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, and uh, we'll have we'll be we'll be uh, we'll see you guys next time. (laughs) We'll be back. We'll be back. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.